Blog Talk Radio. Ever hear everything happens for a reason? That's true, and the reason is because you created it into your experience. Tonight on Call Me Crazy, we're going to discuss how to actively create, moment to moment, what you desire and how to recognize when you're on the right path. So grab a drink and a snack and settle in for I honestly believe that there's a lot of power in manifesting our life experience. What you think about, you bring about. It sounds kind of crazy. I'll be real honest. The law of attraction is a law of physics. It works whether you believe it's working or know it's working in your life or not. Oftentimes, and I think that this is what happens in our world a lot, is that people, instead of focusing on what they want in their life and what is going to make them happy in their life, they focus on the lack of what they want. They focus on the fact that they don't have what they want. The law of attraction, the law of deliberate creation, the law of allowing. I am that which I am. A changing thing indeed. And while I am that which I am, I am willing to allow all others to be that which they are. There is power in each of us being who we are, sharing our authentic selves, even when we think we're going to get scrutinized, even when we think people might think we're crazy, this is where my hashtag call me crazy came from, because I'm okay with that. This is what I live for, is why I'm a broadcaster, my dreams, my passion. You're sprightly, so you have a great personality. <laughs> Somebody who has a spark is sprightly. That's the law of attraction. How can we love the world into a better place? And that sounds very woo-woo to a lot of folks. And the law of allowing is this idea that my allowing you to be who you are in no way prevents me from being who I am. And the reason that that works is because of the law of attraction. I get that there are going to be people who are like, what in the world are you talking about? (laughs) You have lost your damn mind. And that's totally okay. It's Friday night. I'm your host, Kristen Casey, alongside Jennifer Miracle Best. And we are live on Blog Talk Radio. Um, if you haven't uh, tuned in to us, we are excited if you're tuning in to us for the first time. Uh, we do this uh, every Friday night from 8.30 to 10.30. You can always catch the podcast on Blog Talk and uh, iTunes. Uh, the number to call in is 929-477-3784. And we're going to be um, reiterating our purpose, the attention of the show, um, raise some human um, consciousness, kind of give you a some new woo topics that we'll be going into come April. And uh, focus tonight, um, Abraham Hicks calls it pre-paving and segment intending. So why don't you tell our guests a little bit about um, what that is, Jennifer? Yes. Welcome back, everybody. Um, So we're super excited because we're kind of like making our way through the law of attraction, right? Mm -hmm. So if you've been following along or if you've been listening to our show, you know, we kind of started – by explaining what the law of attraction is. And then we talked um, on the next episode about the law of deliberate creation. And last week we talked about the law of allowing. And this week, the reason the show is called There Are No Coinkydinks is because we're going to talk about how we all are creating our lived experience intentionally or not. (laughs) And so that's the difference, right? So um, ideally, if we were all aware of the law of attraction, how it works, and that we can deliberately create our own experience, then we would be creating what we, and and manifesting what we really want in our lives. And Mm -hmm. many of us are not, right? Many of us Mm -hmm. are really unsatisfied with how life is going. Mm -hmm. We don't have what we want. Maybe we don't have the job we want, or we don't make enough money, or we don't have the house we want, or we don't have the car we want, or we don't have the partner we want. Or we do have it, but we've got to work 60 hours a week 
give our blood, sweat, and tears in our left arm for it. Well, yes. Yeah. You don't have to. That's like a whole other level of conversation, though. Yeah. So we need to talk about, like, how do we get to the having it? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you make a good point that, you know, we live in a world where we believe that we have to work really, really hard to have great things. And while working hard does often result in having good things, there's it doesn't have to be as hard as we like to make it. Yeah. Right? So um, for those of you who might be new to the show, like we were saying, or Kristen kind of mentioned, the purpose of our show is really just to kind of raise awareness about the law of attraction. We feel like there's a lot of people in the world who, there's a lot more people in the world that are having the conversation now than in the past, but I also feel like there's a lot of folks that we engage with every day who look at us like maybe we have three heads when we talk <laughs> about the law of attraction, which is why the show is called Call Me Crazy. Um, and so that's our really ever for purpose is just really to have some conversation about it. We love to talk about it and, and just with our, with our own situations and mm-hmm. our own lives and kind of how we're manifesting different things. And so we thought others might be interested in the conversation as well. So we're glad you're tuning in. Um, and for those of you who might be wondering, like, okay, so you've talked about the law of attraction, you've talked about the law of deliberate creation, the law of allowing, like, where are you going to go after this, <laughs> right? Like, now what, what's next? So the idea with the show, we started with the law of attraction, mm-hmm. but really there's so much uh, kind of connected, right, through mm-hmm. the spirit world and consciousness energy. and energy. Like, there's so much conversation to be had about, like, the non-physical world. Mm-hmm. We call it that, right? All of the kind of woo-woo topics, mm-hmm. we like to call it, because a lot of times when you start talking about these things, people will call it, like, woo-woo stuff, like it's magic or it's some kind of, like, whatever. Um, and so we started thinking about, you know, planning, pre-paving, if you will, <laughs> for the upcoming shows about what do we okay. want to be talking about yeah. in yeah. the upcoming upcoming weeks. And, um, and so we generated a really great mm-hmm. brainstorming list. And so it looks like we're probably, since we've already kind of talked a lot about the law of attraction and established a little bit of like understanding around that with the, with the listeners who have been listening regu- regularly, we thought it'd be a good idea to talk about a couple of different topics through the lens of law of attraction. So I think we're going to be talking about, not necessarily in this order, but we will be talking about relationships, like mm-hmm. law of attraction and the re- law of the law of attraction in relationships, how do you go about um, attracting a compatible mate, Yeah. right? Or it doesn't necessarily have to be a mate, right? It could be um, how do you use the law of attraction to make relationships that you have like existing ones? Yeah, existing relationships. Yeah, more family you know, relationships, Yeah. business relationships. Any kind of relationship, mm-hmm. really, and how to connect um, more authentically with people and how to co-create that experience, right? Um, we'll be talking about the law of attraction in health. Yes. And because we have touched on a little bit about how we can manifest um, dis-ease in our mm-hmm. body. Um, so we'll talk about that. We'll talk about the law of attraction and wealth. Mm-hmm. Attracting, because who doesn't like to talk about how to get more money, right? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody wants to make more money. Um, and so, and even better, if I can attract it instead of having to work hard for it. Like, yeah. Said, yeah. Right? Awesome. And then we'll also talk about the law of attraction and our, like, life purpose or career, mm-hmm. like, really kind of finding your calling and, and finding a way to, you know, manifest that in the world. Because really, I believe that those are the reasons that we actually came into this physical experience is because we all have a unique gift mm-hmm. that we came into this lived experience to share with the world. So, um, 
you know, I think that'll be a really interesting be easy for you conversation. Again. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yes and no. Well, so yeah, like, okay. It kind okay. of speaks to the fact that it's always a journey, right? One yeah. of the things that Abraham... Well, one of your journeys. Yeah. One of the things that Abraham Hicks talks about is how... Um, you know, you'll never get it perfect because you'll never get it done because it's constantly, like, it's constantly mm-hmm. a process. And so that's a great example of, like, I did work my dream job at one point, and then, and then what, right? I was, like, early 30s, you know, know. like, oh, what do I do? But, you know, in the process of that, you know, you're led to other things. And so, um, so yeah, I think that'll be a really interesting conversation. And then we also, you know, beyond the law of attraction, um, we brainstormed a, a couple of other, or well, several other mm-hmm. topics that are kind of in the woo-woo realm, mm-hmm. if you will. So we're looking forward to eventually, um, again, in no particular order, we'll probably talk about Reiki and energy yes. healing, which I just had the opportunity to be attuned for, and I'm really excited to explore that a little bit more. Well, I'm interested in hearing more about that. Yeah, time. that'll be a lot of fun. Um, meditation mm-hmm. and exploring that, and we're actually going to talk a little bit about meditation tonight because mm-hmm. we're in the, um, in the conversation about preparing, but um, tarot cards or oracle cards or angel cards, if you've seen a lot of um, – like spiritual folks now are doing angel card readings on mm-hmm. Facebook, like Facebook lives where they do a reading for people, which is kind of cool. We'll talk about those kind of things at the Akashic records, which I won't even get in tonight, but into in deep tonight, because I don't really know a lot about them other than that. It's kind of about like past life um, records and this idea of like looking into our past lives and what, you know, what we've done in our past trips here or whatever. Um, astral travel, which is like the idea that when we go to sleep, there is, you know, obviously our physical body stays in our bed, mm-hmm. but our non-physical body can travel and, and do like, you know, kind of crazy things. Like so, different, like galaxies or Different, or? alternate universes, yeah. they say. Yeah, like you can be doing energy work in your sleep. Wow. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I know, I know. I'm going to have to do some more research about that, but it sounds yeah. fascinating. Oh, what articles am I reading? So let's see, angels and spirit guides, mm-hmm. kind of communicating with those, um, which I have a good story tonight about that. Too. I know, I'm super excited. <laughs> um, crystals and stones and yeah. the energies that those things, um, the characteristics of those energies that are with different stones, how they can be healing and bring different um, energy into your life and your um, spirit pendulums, which is also mm-hmm. kind of goes with the crystal and strong. Yep. So how to use those in your um, like healing, singing bowls and gong immersion. Singing bowls are like you know the crystal bowls. I don't know if you've ever seen them. Um, well, they they actually make them crystal and they also make them in like um, brass. I think mm-hmm. like different metals. But you may have seen them if you've ever been to Crazy Wisdom. They have them there. Crazy Wisdom in Ann Arbor. Um, they're bowls and they have a little like wand where you mm-hmm. tap the bowl and then you run the wand around the, yeah. the rim of the bowl and it sings. Like it makes this like oh, resonating, okay. like, like vibrational noise that's amazing. So, What's, uh, um, oh, so the idea, that's another thing on our list, actually. What, okay. What's the point, right? What, what's the yeah. purpose of them? So the point with the singing bowls and also the gong immersion, so mm-hmm. a big gong that they play, um, is that, they are attuned usually to um, a frequency that speaks to one of the chakras, okay. which is another topic that we want to uh-huh. talk about. Um, and so I just recently learned when you shared with me that link about the medium, mm-hmm. I was doing some reading and, and some exploring and I, it led me somehow I ended up on this page about, I think I was searching for the frequency of the planet or the frequency okay. of So the idea that we're all energy mm-hmm. and everything vibrates at a cer- certain frequency. Yep. And so, 
the planet vibrates at a certain frequency. Love has a certain vibration. And there's actually a frequency that is DNA repairing. Like it literally can make you well. And so when we went to a gong immersion back in, I think it was January at our yoga studio, the guy who was doing the gong immersion talked about his kind of his um, story and how he got to doing what he's doing. He was sharing that he knew a woman who had, I think, I think she, she had some kind of illness. I want to say it might've been some kind of cancer and she was going to treatment and she went for like a five day retreat on this, like it was like a native American reservation mm-hmm. and they were doing this music therapy, yeah. this, this gong immersion thing. And she was there obviously for extended, it was like, you know, six or seven hours in a day for mm-hmm. days at a time. Okay. But she came back and went to the doctor and there had been significant improvement in her condition. And the doctor asked her, like, what did you do? <laughs> like, what, you know, and she told him. And the doctor said, you might want to go live there. <laughs> like, no joke. Like, you might want to. So, so to, your, to your question, what's the point? The singing bowls, are, uh, the idea is that they create that vibration. With, or like certain hearing energy? That can heal you. Yeah. Oh, oh wow. Mm-hmm. Healing energy. Yeah. And even you, you can find, like, on YouTube, if you search, if you figure out what the frequency is, I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but if you Google, the, like, the frequency of the earth or the frequency of love, you will find the, the number. And then if you go to YouTube, you can search for videos that have that frequency, and they play music. And so literally all you, you know, theoretically, all you have to do is listen to that music. So I don't, you haven't really been, it hasn't been playing when you've gotten here the past few weeks, but usually we have YouTube on our TV mm-hmm. and we always have some kind of music mm-hmm. playing and the cats, I'm not, I'm not kidding. The cats like chill. They totally chill when that music is on. Like they were just relaxed on the couch, like totally checked out. It's awesome. <laughs> wow. So that is the idea behind the singing bowls. Um, and actually, if there's anybody in the Detroit area that's listening um, right now, oh, wait, it's tonight. Never mind. Shoot. That was going to say there's a gong immersion oh, yeah, thing right. at the yoga place tonight, which I couldn't go to because we were doing tonight's show. But um, but there'll probably be more opportunities mm-hmm. where she I would love events. to check that out. Check that out. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So we'll talk about that in um, yoga. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm just starting to explore yoga. I took a, a I took the first like really active yoga class in a while because I'd been having some vertigo and it was not cool for for several weeks and so for a while I was just taking like the really um, kind of low key stretching yoga mm-hmm. that's on the floor. But I went to a class on Wednesday that was a power flow and I feel like I got ran over by the yoga truck. No, it's like I'm sore in places I didn't know I had anymore. <laughs> and but that's a good thing, yeah. But that's the fascinating thing about yoga. So when I first started going to do yoga, I didn't realize all the tension, like the tension that's supposed to be in the muscles mm-hmm. when you're in certain postures. And so, um, yeah, I mean, you literally use like almost every muscle in your body, it feels like. So today, like the past couple of days, I've been like, I'm afraid to get up tomorrow because, you know, my grandma used to, or, yeah, my grandma used to always say day three is the worst. Oh. <laughs> like, if you like if you're in an accident or something, like, oh, you're always the worst on day three. I'm, like, afraid to get up tomorrow. Um, but so anyway, so yoga, we'll talk about kind of, you know, the history of that and the benefits and all that. Palm reading, because we have some mm-hmm. friends that do palm reading. Mediums, which are people who can, like, connect with, with spirits who have mm-hmm. passed over. Um, moonology, which is oh. this idea of, like, the um, cycles of the moon yes. and how okay. you can practice with that to bring things into your life and to let things go from your life, okay. which is really cool. Um, 
and affirmations, use of affirmations and things. And then we also talked about maybe discussing different books mm-hmm. um, that we've read or that we're reading. And maybe a cool thing to do with that would be to, like, kind of give people, like, a four-week lead on, like, hey, and next month we're going to talk about this book, and that way it give people an opportunity to read it and call in or whatever. Mm-hmm. So we, um, yeah, we generated a pretty pretty extensive That's list. Yeah. And for those of you who are our friends and family or who listen regularly and follow our Facebook page, we would welcome any suggestions that you have yeah. for woo-woo topics that you think might be of interest. And we also um, are hoping to, you know, some of these, we are certainly no ex- expert in any of them. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, and I do have a lot of woo-woo connections, and so I'm hoping to have some woo-woo experts, if you will, yeah. um, some woo-woo people come on and, and be our expert guests to kind of talk about those different things. So we'd love that input um, and ideas if you have it. Mm-hmm. Um, someone asked me about our um, chat yeah. feature and being able to chat online while we're live, and we are working on it right now. Kristen's trying to get it to upload um, into the studio, but right now it is not working. So if you're looking for that, we apologize. Um, but you can still call in on the listener line and ask a question. So um, with that, we're going to, we're going to tonight we're going to talk about the idea of how you actively create moment to moment throughout your day, like really being present and intentional about the things that we're creating in our lives. And so um, Abraham Hicks refers to, prefer, <laughs> refers to it as, um, segment intending and prepaving. So before we do that, again, I just like to, because we're talking about the law of attraction, because we are a very new show and there might be some new folks tuning in, um, I like to kind of just quickly recap the law of attraction, the law of creation, and the law of allowing so that people understand what it is the heck we're talking about. So um, law of attraction is the idea that um, – Energy attracts like energy, mm-hmm. right? So the things we think about, we bring about. Uh, one of the things that they really um, emphasize is that how you're feeling is more your point of attraction. Mm-hmm. The thoughts, like your thoughts, are powerful. Create, you know, power are powerful in creation. Your words are powerful. Your actions are all powerful in manifesting your life. Um, but it's your feelings and how you're feeling that let you know if you're creating in in the positive direction or not. Um, because if you feel good, then you know that you're positively creating in your life. You're creating mm-hmm. what you want. If you feel bad, any kind of negative, then you're miscreating, meaning mm-hmm. you're misaligned, you're, you're creating in a direction of something that you do not want. Um, and so that's, that's the law of attraction. The idea is that um, – to be able to use, see the law of attraction is the most powerful mm-hmm. universal law and it's a universal law, which means it's happening whether you believe it is or know that it is or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't make it stop. You can't turn it off. We are all attracting things into our lives through the law of attraction. Um, and so the idea is that you want to leverage that, right? If since we know about the law of attraction and understand how it works, then we can use it to manifest our experiences to be more enjoyable yeah, and to be that's right to be more intentional. Mm-hmm. So that's the law of attraction. The law of deliberate creation is just that: um, asking for what you want, believing and expecting that it will come to you, and then receiving it. The idea is that that's the formula: ask, believe, receive. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
while a balanced equation is a great way to manifest and a quick way to manifest, you can also manifest into our lives, and we do this all the time, things that we really, really, really want that we don't necessarily mm-hmm. believe we'll get, we sometimes can manifest because the wanting is so intense. Um, and then other times, there will be things that we really, really don't want, but we believe are going to happen, and so they do. Mm-hmm. And so in those kinds of situations, we we manifest them out of our expectation rather than out of our wanting. Yeah. And one of the things that Abraham said on the CD that I was listening to today about prepaving was, you know, when you want something really, really, really bad, it comes to you really, really fast. When you don't want something really, really bad, like when you really, really don't want something, when you really, really want something, it comes to you very fast. Mm-hmm. When you really, really don't want something, it comes to you very fast because you're thinking about you're it. You're thinking about it. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so the whole point is to take your attention off of what you don't want. Like they talk about, like literally like shifting your focus. And um, so that is the law of deliberate creation. Mm -hmm. And then the law of allowing is this idea of allowing it to come into your life, like allowing, um, like expecting it and then allowing it to happen like that, letting it go kind of like um, a phrase that people often say that kind of, reflects that is like let go and let God right yeah. like ask for something expect it and then let it go mm-hmm. um, and so that helps to bring it into your experience another thing about the law of allowing is allowing others to be who they are so mm-hmm. again my paraphrase for this is that my allowing others to be who they are in no way prevents me from being who I am <laughs> and so understanding that when you understand how the law of attraction works you don't have to worry about other people's experiences interfering with yours Because if you don't give your attention to those things, then they won't come into your experience, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So that is how the law of allowing works. So the idea of prepaving and segment intending really helps people to get an idea of how, like, there's all these rules, right, and all of this, you know, concepts about thinking positive and what you think about you bring about and like how do you manage that like how do I not think about the things I don't want right how do, how do I worry how do I not worry about things you know um, it's and easier said than done it's so much easier said than done yeah I mean if it was so easy everybody would have what they want right yeah. like but part of the problem is that people don't know people don't understand one of the things that Jerry Hicks asks Abraham is why do most people choose to create by default which is the term that they use for people who are not intentionally creating and Abraham says because most people are not aware of it's like not knowing the rules of the game they don't Mm -hmm. understand how things work they think that things work one way and in reality they don't Mm -hmm. and so most people don't understand the law of attraction and if you don't know if you don't understand I didn't know I didn't know right until a few years ago I didn't know how it worked now in retrospect I can look at my life and see how it was working in my life even before I was aware of it oh yeah but I was not aware of it so I couldn't deliberately work on manifesting things in my life using the law Mm -hmm. of attraction so um so that's important for for us and another reason why we're doing the show right and for people to kind of have make aware exactly so, um, so there's a couple things we're going to talk about tonight. We're going to talk about prepaving. I'm going to kind of explain what that is and how it mm-hmm. works. We're going to talk about segment intending. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to also revisit, I think we may have talked about this when we talked about the law of attraction, but maybe not, um, the idea of a workshop. Abraham okay. talks about your workshop. Um, and then also we're going to make a quick mention of meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, Very helpful. Yeah. 
And so one of the things, again, before we get too far into the prepaving thing, one of the things about the law of attraction too, and this is really important to the segment attending and prepaving, is that that sense of our inner guidance system, which is our emotions, right? We all are receiving divine guidance through mm-hmm. our emotions. So either you feel good or you feel bad, right? Mm-hmm. We always know how we're feeling. And so they talk about, like I said before, if you are feeling any kind of negative way, you're miscreating, you're, which means you're creating things that you do not want, like you are manifesting in the wrong direction. Can feeling like bad to be like, like a nauseous feeling, I have a headache, does that feel good? No. Okay, then yes. <laughs> no, I mean, you know what I mean? I think people misinterpret that as, oh, I'm getting sick. Well, I don't even think it's misinterpreted because the basic question in that situation is, is that a good feeling or a bad feeling? A bad feeling. Right. I don't think people, including myself, would automatically just think of it as the law of well, traction, you know what I mean? Like, right, but most it's people just be like, body. oh, my body doesn't, my body, I, what I, do you I have a headache, so I need to go take some aspirin. I just, I just feel like crap. I need to go lay down. Right. You say, I feel like crap. Or what yeah. else What else do people say when they feel I, sick? I don't feel good. I don't. That, I don't that's the good. answer right there. I don't feel good. So the more you say that, the more you're attracting yes. that into your world. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And you say instead of I want to get better, you should say I am getting better. Because the more you say I want, the more you're going to continuously yes. not feel better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Or I am getting better. I'm feeling mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And literally – the more that you speak it and the more that you – got to believe it. Too. Well, the more that you speak it, I feel like the more you start to feel it. Like you yeah. start to mm-hmm. – so, so, yeah. So that, but that's a great question. And, and that's – I think the basic question is most of us can tell when we feel good or we don't. Mm-hmm. Like there's no one who can't recognize they don't feel well, right, or they don't yeah. feel good. Mm-hmm. We all know how we're feeling. And so that's a really, really important thing. And they talk about how important it is to feel good before you sit down to intend, oh, like yeah. what you're doing. So because if you're not feeling good, you're not going to be able to in, in, um, intend to have intentions. Right, right, because you're in this, this miscreating place. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that Jerry asked, and I think we talked about this a little bit again when we did the law of attraction, maybe it was deliberate creation, um, is, you know, what are some suggestions for feeling good? Mm-hmm. Like how do we do that? Because we don't always feel good, right? Like mm-hmm. some days we're tired or some days we feel frustrated or some days we've had a stressful day at work or whatever. And so um, some of the examples that, you know, were used is, and we've talked about this, I know, is music, yeah. right? Music is a really great way oh, to yeah. shift one's energy really mm-hmm. quickly. Um, but they also point out that sometimes, you know, music can make you feel really, really good, but then other times that same music might not do anything for you or yeah. it might, you know, it gets old or whatever. So understanding for yourself what makes you feel good and happy. And so mm-hmm. it might be going out for a run, right? Yeah. It might be going to my yoga class. Mm-hmm. It might be doing some meditation. Doing some it meditation. might be, yeah. you know, um, going out with friends yeah. and, you know, calling a friend who will listen and, and who will listen and uplift you and not listen and commiserate. Oh, right? yeah. Right. Okay. So, so there's lots of different ways to do that, and it's important to be mindful of how you're feeling and do the things that you know make you feel good mm-hmm. before you really sit down to try to be intentional about, your, about what mm-hmm. you're creating or what you're intending. Okay. So, um, all right, so with that, I'm trying to decide if we should talk about 
segment intending first or prepaving? Actually, I think we're going to talk about workshop first. Okay. Because that was kind of, like I said, mentioned during the law of attraction. And I want to make sure we kind of, people understand that because the workshop is where you launch your creation. So, um, do you want to check something? Um, it, the workshop is where you like launch your creations, meaning it's where you give really clear, um, intentional thought to the details of what you're wanting to bring forth by, through the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. So Abraham Hicks talks about spending some time every day, maybe like 15 to 20 minutes every day in what they call a workshop. Okay. And what that is is basically sitting down and kind of daydreaming or like thinking about the things that you want in your life. Um, and imagining feeling what that would feel like. Write it down in right. Yep, yep, I've done that. Sometimes log it. Make it. Yep, log it. Um, sometimes it's, and, you know, if you really want to take it to the next level, <clears throat> you can write it as if it's already happened, yep. right? So I'm so grateful to be, you know, in the relationship that I that I love, okay. where I feel loved and respected and uplifted and um, to have, you know, the home of my dreams, whatever it is that you're wanting to attract into your... Would a, would a workshop also be like the prosperity game? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah, that one's more specifically about attracting income or cash okay. and money. Um, a workshop is more about like Really, yeah, thinking, feeling it. Yes, thinking and okay. feeling and thinking with detail, like really, like painting, picturing it. In yeah, painting a clear picture okay. for the universe okay. of what it is you're wanting. And when you give such clear, deliberate thought to what you want, that literally like launches the creation. Like specific details of what you want yes. your kitchen to look like. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in that way, the prosperity game might help sometimes. Like, because if, if you're, you know, the prosperity game is this idea that you have to spend a certain amount of money every day mm-hmm. in an imaginary world because the universe is going to send it to you. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and so sometimes people will do a lot of research about the cost of different things. Yes. So in some ways, the prosperity game can help you if it helps your wanting, like stimulating mm-hmm. the wanting and, and what it is that you're wanting. So, um, so the workshop is important because that's where you literally launch your creation. Okay. Now, it doesn't mean you can't launch a creation without a workshop, right? Because people right. are doing that all the time. But if you want to be really intentional about what yes. you're bringing into your life, taking like 10, 15, 20 minutes top every day to sit down and think about what would I love to have in my life? Like really, what would make me really, really happy? Sky's the limit. Don't think about how. Because okay. how is none of your business. Mm-hmm. The universe that's right. That's the universe. That's the universe's job. Yes. And yeah. when you start to think about how, then you start to shut yourself down because yeah. you think, well, I don't have enough money for that. Mm-hmm. I don't, I can't afford that. Exactly. Yeah. And you're in, and you're going into a negative place, right? You're, okay. you, you literally, it's like the example they give where they say, you know, you launch the creation by saying, I want a new red sports car. Just by saying that you say you're launching a creation. I want a new red sports car. But then, but then oftentimes we say, but I can't afford it. So you've launched the creation, then you've immediately you killed it. it yeah. Is this like the Facebook video you and Ethan did the other day where he, he was talking about, if I didn't have to work, what would I do with my day? And yeah. Dreaming, dreaming up all of the things that he would yeah. have and do and yeah. want. And That's kind of like a workshop. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That would be like a workshop. Mm-hmm. I was like really sitting down. And that was kind of his idea of like, because most people don't really sit down and intentionally dream anymore right like when we're young we do when that young, yeah. when we're kids because we can't wait to grow up to have all these things. <laughs> yes yes and we don't see all the limitations 
No. Right? We don't see all the limitations. We don't see all the negativity. And so by nature, mm-hmm. we dream. Mm-hmm. And most adults don't do that anymore because we've had these experiences where we've wanted and we've not received. And so we think we shouldn't want anymore or we shouldn't, yeah. we shouldn't desire it anymore. Mm-hmm. And um, so that was the whole reason. And for those of you who are listening, we, um, my husband and I did a Facebook Live. It was his idea the other night. <laughs> He's like, let's do dreaming with Jennifer and Ethan and, like, this idea to kind of stimulate other people to dream, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, what are you wanting in your life? What do you want to bring into your life? And we did talk about that, how adults don't really do that. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you're a kid, you dream about all the things you want and you think about, you know, like there's no. So imagination. Yeah, so when much imagination. Imagination is endless. Yeah, absolutely. But the older we get and the more disappointed we become, right? Because sometimes, you know, kids have not so great family situations or whatever, mm-hmm. and maybe you're disappointed and disappointed over and over and over again, and you start to learn that the things you want are not coming to you, right? Yeah, people are all of a sudden, we grow up, and as adults, we, like, hope for the best and prepare and expect the worst. Right. But and when you why pre- would you do that? Yeah. Because you, then you're going to bring the worst into your life. Yeah, especially when you expect it, because <laughs> you don't have to want it. To, to manifest it. If you simply expect something, whether you want it or not, if you expect it enough and believe enough that it's going to come into your lived experience, it will come into your experience whether you want it or not. So you're better to want than to expect. Yeah. Like it's better to want and not have as much belief that you'll get it than it is to not bother wanting and expect things. So what right? if you want all these things, but at the end of the day, what happens to you happens to you. How do you how do you explain that to somebody? Because it's what happens to you doesn't just happen to you. There's no coincidences, the name of the show. Mm-hmm. Right? There are no coincidences. So what happens to us, we are attracting. Whether we know it or not and whether we believe it or not. At the end of the day, I think the issue is not the issue, but I think what people need to realize is that you can think these thoughts all day long. Mm-hmm. But if you feel like your flight yes. is going to be delayed, yes. Then it's probably going to be delayed, whether you or, want it to or not. Here's the other thing. We talk a lot about what you think about, you bring about. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't have to be a conscious thought like that. So it doesn't have to be, well, oh, I think my flight's going to be fine, but I feel like it's not. It could be you don't have any kind of thoughts about the flight at all, but you're in this stressed out, you know, you're focused on, oh, my God, I'm so tired. I'm so stressed out. I'm just ready to get home. Like you're in this negative emotional place. Right? Ooh. You may not have had a thought about what's going to happen with the flight at all. But it's the thoughts around it. It's not even the thought. It's the emotion. It's okay, the feelings yeah. you're feeling. You're in a crap place. You're attracting more crap. So if you're traveling and you're stressed out and you're like, I'm just ready to be home, you're all kinds of, you know, negative, angry, frustrated, you know, whatever, you're going to attract more circumstances that give you that feeling. That keep you from being Because home. that is your point of attraction. So that might manifest in a delayed flight. Okay. It might manifest in a baby in the seat next to you that's screaming the entire three-hour flight. <laughs> it might manifest in the guy on the other side of you who is, like, sick, motion sickness, <laughs> right? Like, the, oh. the turbulence makes them throw up. Like, so it doesn't have to be that you've had this thought of, like, oh, great, I'm going to be sitting next to a person that's going to be it's sick. It's the feeling. It's the feeling. You are, it's like if you can imagine your body as energy, go figure, right? Our bodies no. are all energy. But if you can imagine that that energy, like our emotions emit an energy, mm-hmm. it's like sending a signal out to the universe. And because of the law of attraction, which says that energy attracts like energy, yes. if you're beaming negativity 
you're going to draw more negativity to you. And you don't have to know how it's going to happen. Like I said, it doesn't have to be a conscious thought. Like you don't have to have a thought to manifest it. You're just going to start to have circumstances that create more negativity. It's just that simple. It is. It really is. That's the thing. It's so simple, but it's so hard to do because we are taught so differently. Like we grew up learning something completely different. And I think sometimes because it's so simple, people are like, that's crazy. Like it can't be that simple. It's not. It's not that simple. No, person. that's not what I thought. Yeah, it's not that's that not easy. If it were that simple, I'd have everything I want. Well, oh yeah. Yeah, I mean, it can be. All you gotta do is do it. Right, but again, all you gotta do is do it. But it's still really because mm-hmm. we're dealing with all these different things we've learned. So, um, so that's what the workshop is. The workshop is taking that intentional time on a regular basis, optimally if you can do it daily, right? But but again, it also doesn't have to be a workshop every single day. Like it could be the thought of, I want a new car, right? And now you've launched the idea. And then the, you've got a perfect story for this. Oh, talk my, about your Blu-ray player. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. My manifesting my third object. So manifested a marble, manifested ping pong balls. Oh, my gosh. Of course, I was randomly shopping and there were ping pong balls in like one of those hanging things that I was like right in front of my face everywhere. randomly. Showed up yeah. everywhere. Mm-hmm. So uh, my fans and I have been wanting a Blu-ray slash DVD player for the um, living room for months now. Months and so I was gonna buy a new one on Amazon, but I thought, why should I need a new one? It doesn't have to be the top of the line. Mm-hmm. So I oh after last week's show, I went home and I'm very much in the space of what am I gonna manifest next? What is my dream wedding going to look like? What is my dream house going to look like? Like, my mind is just going all over. Like, I go home and have all kinds of energy. So I laid in bed, and I thought to myself, when I meditate, what am I going to think about when the guy on the other end says, bring the object into your world? So I I thought about an object. So when next time I meditate, I already had it in the back of my mind. So I said, okay, we need, um, I want a Blu-ray slash DVD player. And as I was thinking that in my mind, I said, don't curse. And I corrected myself because the more I want it, the more I'm going to continue to want it. So then I said like 20 to 30 times, I am going to get a Blu-ray slash DVD player mm-hmm. for the living room. The next day, I got up early, did some things around the house. Had to go get a one of my tires fixed. So I went to discount tire um, down the way. Come to find out I need a new tire, but that's okay. It is what it is. And walked like through the plaza to a new store that I've never been into before called like Real Player Just Jackies or something like that. And lo and behold, they had six or seven different used Blu-ray players, mm-hmm. but I wanted one with a remote. They had one left with a remote, uh-huh. and I walked out of there with a used. Blu-ray slash DVD player, came home, hooked it up. My fiancé was super excited that we now have a Blu-ray slash mm-hmm. DVD player for the living room. So we literally, the night before, set intentions, pre-paved, did a workshop. Yep, focused on it. Focused on, I am going to get a Blu-ray slash DVD player, and the next day, there it was. There it was. Yeah. And the, the crazy part is, is that skeptical brain yeah. still was questioning because – I didn't go there with, with the, the intention of buying it. I went there just to burn time because I needed a new tire. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I really want to spend money on this. I need a new tire. But then I thought to myself, 
No. If you don't get it, you're still going to continue to want it. Yep. And you're here. And it's sitting here, right? Like, it was just that, it was just that simple. And then we're back to sending mixed messages to the universe, right? <laughs> because then you're like, I want, you know, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this. I want 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 this. The universe says, awesome. Okay, here it is. And then you're like, meh, I'm not really sure I want that. Right? <laughs> so, yeah. Because it was just, I couldn't believe it. I know. Like, I couldn't believe that it happened that, that quickly. quickly. Mm-hmm. Well, and see, that's the thing. That's, because this whole time I had been saying I wanted, and for the first time, I really felt that, no, I'm going to have this. And that was it, we're right. It was the feeling. Like, I really mm-hmm. had this strong feeling of whatever, like, I don't necessarily need a brand new one, but I'm just, I'm going to have this new electronic in my life, and it was brought forth mm-hmm. to me. And it's so yeah. I, so, yeah. I I thought about it. I pondered it. Is it just that easy? I don't. But it is. It really it really was just that easy. And it was one of those things where do I do I want to fork over the money uh-huh. because I didn't come here for this? Yeah. But then I just thought to myself. It's but it was here. and it was less than you wanted to spend. That was the whole reason. Oh yeah, it was way that. less than I wanted what yeah. I wanted to spend. And it looks brand new. <clears throat> yeah. That's awesome. <clears throat> so great example mm-hmm. of workshop and of really like manifesting something into your life. And like yes. you were saying, it kind of makes you go like, was it really that easy? Like it makes yeah. you question it like, is that real? Much, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I am learning <clears throat> from continuing to practice this. Like the, that first moment for me was the ball. Yeah. The, the hot pink rubber ball, which again, um, I feel like I told that story on a mm-hmm. past show, but basically I did a meditation, a guided meditation where literally within a day and a half, I manifested this object yeah. that was very specific in size and color and all that in the most random place. And so it was literally the shock of like, I remember looking at it and being like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like, Holy crap. Wait, <laughs> you know, and it so, takes you back. Yeah. I mean, I literally like kind of like, like jump back almost like that's a pink rubber ball. So, <clears throat> you know, that I think is how initially it happens. And literally the more, you know, I shared when we were talking about deliberate creation, I shared several stories of things that I had manifested in my life. And I'm learning that as I continue to do it and as I continue to really walk in belief, like walk in faith about things coming yeah. into my life, like I, it gets much easier for me to A, recognize them, yeah. right? Because sometimes they're subtle. But we're going to talk a little bit about that later, too, about how you know you're, how you know it's working and how you know that the thing you're trying to manifest is coming to you. Um, but you eventually get to a place where it's much more recognizable, where you're not so taken aback every time. You know, oh. you're not so like, holy crap. You know, because then that's the, the skeptic brain, like, that I have of going, oh, Jonathan, that's a coincidence. But Let's there count. is no coincidence. No. There are no, literally no coincidences. So, all right, great. So thank you for sharing that story about workshop because mm-hmm. that's a really great illustration of it, I think. Okay, and so the next thing we are going to talk about, I think, is – Hmm. Let's talk about um, prepaving, mm-hmm. I guess. So the idea of prepaving is basically sort of like the workshop in terms of like prepaving is thinking about your future. So you can manifest in the now mm-hmm. if you're real good, and you can manifest in the future. Obviously, you can't like go back and manifest yeah. in your past, but 
you literally can manifest your future and where you want to be, what you want to have, what you want to be doing. And so pre-paving is basically that. It's basically sitting down and thinking about what you want in your future. Yes. Envisioning where you'll be, what you'll be doing, what you'll have, whatever the things are you're wanting in your future, thinking about those things and giving thought to them and envisioning them and going on. So um, it's essentially, in some ways, the law of deliberate creation. Because you're mm-hmm. asking and believing for the future, yeah, right, and and trusting that that's gonna come to you in your future. Now, the reason it won't come to you in your present, in your right now, the reason it's so hard to create or manifest like mm-hmm. this is because of prepaving and because of the momentum. Because okay. what's happening right now is happening as a result of the thoughts that we have thought before. Of course, so the thoughts from earlier today, the thoughts from yesterday, the thoughts from six months ago, the thoughts from a year ago. Today is a product of this, all the thoughts that we've been thinking over this time, mm-hmm. right? So that's why it, it won't come into your present moment because there's that momentum and that prepaving, right? Mm-hmm. So that's why it's important to prepave. Yeah. Because, and that's why it's important to be intentional. And so what they talk about is um, – you know, every thought that you think of what you want for your future, every time you think about what you want for your future is a great benefit to you mm-hmm. because you're planting that seed. You're prepaving for that to come into your experience in the future. On the flip side of that, mm-hmm. every thought you think of what you do not want, everything you think about about you fear, everything that you're worried about, anything that's a negative kind of thing is also a huge disadvantage to you because you're prepaving your future for that thing. So again, the example they gave they gave lots of examples, but one of the examples that's pretty powerful is they say, you know, when you're envisioning yourself mm-hmm. full of life and vitality and, you know, healthy and vibrant, when you're envisioning all of those things for your future, you're prepaving your future for for you to be those things in your future. When you are worried about getting sick or getting cancer, like I could in my case because my dad yeah. died of cancer, right, or any other kind of hereditary things mm-hmm. or worrying about things that we tend to think happen to older people, right, as far as your health, when you worry about those things, you're prepaving your future for that as or, well. Like if you see a bunch of things on the news and you're like, oh, my gosh, is that going to happen to my son or daughter? Is yes. that going to happen to me? Yes. I don't want it to happen to me. Yes. And then next thing you know, it ends up happening to you whether you want it to or not because right. that's all you could focus on. Right. Because you're essentially prepaving that mm-hmm. into your future. Now, that's the beauty of being able to shift your perspective, Right. That's the beauty of what they call, um, oh, how, did, how do they explain it? We have the, the gift of time. Okay. And, like, thankfully, mm-hmm. everything doesn't manifest instantly. With oh, us, yeah. Right? Because we'd have a whole crazy mess. Oh, right? yeah, we would. <laughs> we'd be all over the place. Exactly. And we're all over the place anyway. Yeah. But imagine if we didn't have that buffer. That's what they call it. Oh, okay. A buffer a buffer of time. And so because we have the buffer of time, mm-hmm. If we do worry, which all of us do at some yeah. point, right, if we worry about that, we can, when we become aware of it, right, we can redirect our thoughts, yep. right? Redirect. We can distract ourselves with feeling happy, doing something to shift our feeling, how we're feeling so that we can then start. So it's not like once you've thought a thought, it can't be undone, right, mm-hmm. because there's no instantaneous manifestation. 
Right. You have the buffer of time. So when we have those negative thoughts or those days where we're not feeling well, it's really, really important to get off of that negative thought or feeling as soon as you possibly can. Yeah. Because the more that you think about it, the more that you dwell on it, the more power it has. It has like momentum. momentum. Yes, it gains momentum. But if you, you know, realize that you're in a negative place and you're miscreating, you can make mm-hmm. a different decision. Literally mm-hmm. change your mind and make a different mm-hmm. choice. So um, what they talk about, too, is if you – so if you if you have not prepaved, if you haven't done this intentionally, which the majority of us have not, right? Mm-hmm. The majority of us don't do this very well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have not prepaved and you do not intend in this segment, which we're going to talk about that later, like if you don't intend in this moment either, then you're living life by default. And the likelihood of being swept up in the confusions of others is great. So if you're not – conscious of the law of attraction, right, mm-hmm. and you're not doing the prepaving thing, then you are being influenced by just everything around you. By everything around you. <clears throat> so everybody else that's around you, that's you, can, be a worse. you can also be influenced by your own, like, bad habits. So, yeah. like, it can be influenced by how you've been acting or how you've been thinking this moment now can be influenced because you're not consciously thinking about what you want you know, tomorrow to look like. If you're just literally going through the motions not having any kind of thoughts or plans about what you want the future to look like, you're just taking what's coming at you. And by the law of attraction, you're attracting all kinds of different things because you're thinking all over the place, right? And so you can never really um, create in, in a lot a lot in one direction if you don't focus your energy, right? Mm-hmm. If you're just kind of like taking everything that comes at you as it comes at you, you're attracting whatever you're thinking about in every moment. So you never really manifest anything with any good progress That's because you not be a great future then because it's just well I think that'd be very combative. It's part of how we're kind of you know the majority of our world is in a situation that nobody's satisfied with, <laughs> right? Because we don't know we don't know how it works, and so we're all just like trying to get along with our lives and deal with what we can deal with, but we don't realize the power we hold and. Literally, like, the creative power we hold to change our own lives like, mm-hmm. and to change the world. Like, that sounds all kinds of crazy, like, big and woo-woo and pie in the sky. But ultimately, we have the, the power to change our lives and we have the power to change our world. If we would just, you know, harness the, the law of attraction and the power that comes with that. Mm-hmm. So that is prepaving. And... um when you understand prepaving and like setting your intention. So I feel like that's important because like, if you're going to start anywhere, start with a workshop and yeah. then especially prepaving. So aside from just sitting down and really spending a concentrated period of time of thinking about what you want, think into your future, envision what you want, you know, um, your life to look like, what you want your wedding to look like, right? We oh, talked about yeah. that, what you want, you know, your retirement to look like. Like, you can prepave all of that. And um, I was going to say, I think I've, I've done a lot of work for that. I mean, for, mm-hmm. like, days on end, weeks on end, months on end, I would meditate a few times a week, and I would just think about what's the wedding going to look like, what's the reception mm-hmm. going to look like, what's the venue going to look like. We've gone to bridal shows, um, a specific um, company was not at the Novi one in January, mm-hmm. but yet they were at the LGBT one mm-hmm. a week ago, and yeah. now we have an appointment with them tomorrow. Right. Yeah. 
it's that pre-taping of like envisioning what you want. And yeah. Want, yeah. And bringing it to your experience. It's yeah. awesome. And that I do strong. That yeah. this whole time, like that I do strongly. Really. Like I never question any of that for a second. That you like, manifested that? Yes. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. That I was, that I recognized and that I was not taken back by. Yeah. So I think pre-paving is important to understand because the thing about it is, is we are all doing it intentionally mm-hmm. or not. The difference in the point that, that um, Abraham really drives home is that the idea, so, so the pre-paving we're all doing, whether we realize it or not, whether mm-hmm. we do it intentionally or not, we are pre-paving our future by either thinking thoughts that are positive or negative or by not thinking about it at all. Right? If you're not thinking beyond what's happening in the next couple hours, then whatever's going to happen is going home. Right? And so they talk about one of the examples they use is they say um, some of their language is so funny because they're non-physical beings. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and so they, they, call, they call their body, your body, your physical apparatus. I love that. Okay. <laughs> and they call your mind, oh, how did they say it? Your, oh, I'm not going to be able to. I'm not going to be able to come up with it. Okay. But anyway, so they, they, an example they use of people who don't prepave, if you're not prepaving and you're not segment intending, mm-hmm. are people who, like, two, two people, <laughs> the way they describe it, two beings in an automobile who arrive at the same point at the same time with a great crash are two people who are not living deliberately. They are not intention, you know, setting intentions. They are not... Um, deliberately creating their experience they are not intending for safety and they are being attracting one another through their lack of that right because neither of them have intended for safety and 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 they're not thinking you know like they're not focusing their energy on that and so that's how they end up at the same place at the same time with crash right so that's a good example of that they're not intending it like most of I mean to be fair how many of us consciously get in the car and go okay I want to get safely to where I'm going quickly and efficiently and right like, um, through the week when it was raining and hard to see yes I you were having just, a, just said I, please just get me to work safely yeah. I just need to have a good day I'm going to have a good day right and but we're also the I had a great day that day too. But we're also the blue women. Yeah. But I'm just saying, like I can't say that I honestly every time I get in my car. Not every single time. No. But that's the other thing they talk about with prepaving though, is that you don't have to constantly from moment to moment intend for safety. Right. If I get up in the morning and I get in my car to go to wherever I'm going and I intend for for safety, then that intention is in kind of like the universe and it's, it's hap- like it's prepaving for you throughout your day. Okay. Now what they do say is if you, if at some point you don't feel safe, right, you're feeling like that doesn't fit, then that's a good time to reset your intention. Like oh, if for okay. some reason you're feeling like, you know, mm-hmm. I had a weird, like that person almost cut me off. Okay. Just get me to work safely. Right. And so like you reset your intention, but you don't have to continue to like constantly focus every moment to moment for safety because you've set that intention okay. and that's the prepaving, right? You've set that intention into motion. So, so that's prepaving. And the, the key piece to that is understanding that we are prepaving our future, whether we realize it or believe it or not. So may, might as well be intentional about what we want to happen in our future mm-hmm. um, and have more, a better chance of having an experience that we want to have. Right. So that's, 
what brings us to segment intending. Mm-hmm. Okay. So segment intending is really simple. It's basically the awareness of the different parts of your day and being present yeah. for that moment and setting your intention for that portion of your day. So it's like way you're kind of benefiting twice because you're benefiting from whatever you have prepaved from okay. the thoughts you've thought before or thoughts the day before mm-hmm. or the month before. That prepavement is happening already. And so when you've prepaved the way, things have already started to come to you that you want. And so when you get in that moment, it's like you're tweaking it because the things you're wanting are already in your experience. And so in that moment, you're setting your intention for exactly how you want it to be. So you're strengthening. Yeah. Yeah. You're, the, the key point that um, Abraham makes is that what's so important about segment intending, whether you are, they say, whether you are setting your intention right now, mm-hmm. this moment, or whether you're setting your intention for the future, just prepaving. Okay. The whole point is you're being deliberate about it. Yeah. You're, you're being intentional. You are telling the universe what you want. You are specifically, like, you are focusing your energy on bringing into your experience what you want instead of just mind, mindlessly kind of driving and, mm-hmm. you know, taking oh. a pilot, like tennis, like hitting the ball wherever it comes at you, mm-hmm. right? So, um, so that's the key piece about segment intending is that you are, again, whether you're focused on now or focused on the future, the point is you're deliberately thinking about what you want and you're trying to manifest that into your, into your experience. Mm-hmm. So the point is that you're doing it on purpose. Yeah. Because we're all, like I said, we're all doing it, whether we realize it or not. Mm-hmm. So why not do it on purpose well, and bring yeah. into your life the experiences that you want? Mm-hmm. 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 So, so that is segment intending and prepaving. So some of the examples they give about segment intending are kind of funny because mm-hmm. they are so um, deliberate, right? So they, they talk about literally identifying the different segments of your day and recognizing when you move from one segment into a different segment. Mm-hmm. So, for example, when you wake up in the morning, before you've even gotten out of bed, that is kind of a segment. Yeah. Because... Most of us, when we, I don't know about you, but I am not a morning person. <laughs> and so when I have to get up early, it's kind of like I have to talk myself out of the bed anyway. So that's <laughs> a segment. Intent, like that is a segment where I can say, and they talk about that, like setting your intention for the day, mm-hmm. you know, that I'm going to have a great day. I'm going to feel good. I'm going to feel energetic. I'm going to feel whatever the things are you want to experience in the day, taking a few minutes to set that intention. And then get up when you get up and you go to do whatever you do to get ready for your day. That's a different segment, right? So mm-hmm. I've gone into the bathroom. I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to get showered. I'm going to brush my teeth, whatever. Setting your intention for, you know, I'm going yeah, to. Yeah, that's, uh, that's, that, that, ish works. Because I know that, like, <laughs> if, if something bad happened to me or, like, not so great happened to me at work, then I tend to get up the next day and I'll talk it out in the shower mm-hmm. and I won't have such a great day throughout the whole day. Mm-hmm. Like it will stay with me. But if I'm, you know, getting ready to go to work and I'm just like, I'm going to have a great day. Things are going to work out. It's going to be the best day ever. Like this meeting is going to go great. Then things just happen very rapidly and very quickly. And 
the next it swings into the next day uh-huh. or it swings into the weekend like or it picks up the momentum and before I know it I have people calling me in for sales uh-huh. and yeah it it's it, it's very it's almost like organic or very yes. natural yes and I don't have to stress about where the, where everything uh-huh. whatever it is may come from that made me think of, I'll have to share this on our Call Me Crazy page if I can find it. When you were talking about, I'm going to have an amazing day, everything's going to be great. It made me think of, did you ever see that video of that little girl that's standing on a sink and, and she yes. said to herself, I'm amazing, I'm yes. fantastic, I'm great. <laughs> it's so yeah, good. you got to give yourself some pep talk. Yes, 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 yes. you got to believe in it. Like, yeah. You know, if you can't believe you in yourself, it. yeah, you got to feel it. If you can't believe in yourself and feel it yourself, then how the heck do you expect anybody else to like give you credit or, or want to be on your train, mm-hmm. like move it forward. Yeah. 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 Well, and the other thing that it made me think of when you were talking about how um, you get in the shower and you kind of talk it out and you like, and it would just, you'd feel like it wouldn't go away. It stuck with you. Yeah. Something that um, Abraham said that I will always, every time I listen to the CD, I'm like, yes, that it was like, a, it was like the light bulb went on, like at this mm-hmm. aha moment um, was that, um, the majority of our negative emotion comes forth not during a negative experience. Oh, yeah. But all the hours you spend pondering about it and complaining about it and talking about it and talking about how it made you feel and, like, really, really dwelling on it. Like, that's where all the negative emotion comes from. And because of the law of attraction, the more we talk about it, the more we complain about it, the more we talk about how unfair it was and what a jerk that person was and how it made you feel. Like, the more and more and more and more you talk to it, talk to it talk about it Mm -hmm. the more of that feeling that you attract Mm -hmm. and so they say that and I'm like oh my god that makes so much sense they say that you know the majority of negative emotion comes forth not during that like five minute experience right it it could have been it could have been seconds right somebody Mm -hmm. could have given you a dirty look right or said something really crappy to you it, it, it was that quick but then you talk about it for the rest yes. of the day yes are you let and then the next day you have a really crappy day yes. I wonder why yes so um you know they say there is much more of your time spent in thought of what happened than in the actuality of what happened oh yeah. is the, the majority they say the majority of your negative emotion could be eliminated if you would focus upon what you are wanting to think about when you're alone and in those briefer encounters, in that smaller part of your life experience where you're actually maybe being harassed by someone else or whatever, you'll grow stronger in your ability to not notice that so much. Mm-hmm. Like, you can get to a point where you just don't even hear. Like, have you ever been in a situation where you're kind of like an onlooker, right, or like a bystander, and you're seeing uh, interaction happen between two people, and somebody says something that's really kind of snarky or like, like shady, and the person totally doesn't even get it? Oh, have you ever yeah. seen that kind of situation? Yeah, yeah like it doesn't phase yeah. me at all. Nope. That's, that would be like, how the heck did you get there? That is probably someone who is more focused on positive and is not going to worry about what other people are going to say because this is where I'm at, this is where I'm going, this is how it's going to be, right? Wow. So, so that's powerful stuff. I know, <laughs> I know, right? And, and, you know, you always, you know, oftentimes you see people or meet people who really handle things with so much grace, yeah. right? Like, and you think to yourself, I know, there's certainly been times when I thought, man, you're a better person than I am, right? Because <laughs> that is not how that would have gone with me, you know. But that's the power in understanding, like, 
the power we have within ourselves to focus on the positive, to focus on the things that we want, and to understand that oftentimes when people put out that negative energy, when people come at you in a way that's negative Mm -hmm. or, you know, aggressive in a hurtful kind of way, that's because that's where they're at. That's how they're feeling. Like, that is about them, not about you. Yep, yep. Um, And so I think that that, you know, is really important because oftentimes, so many times, we have such huge egos, right? So when somebody says something to us that, you know, whether it's valid or not, right, somebody might come at you and and call you a name or tell you you're, you know, some kind of negative thing, and we may know, like, what? You know, we know we're not that person that they're seeing us to be or that they're perceiving us to be, Um, but we make it about us, right? Or maybe sometimes it's not even overtly about us at all. Mm -hmm. Like they just say something and we think that that's about us and that they're upset because of something we did or said when they've never, ever even said anything that, Uh you know, to us, but we read into it like, oh my gosh, they looked at me kind of funny. I wonder if they're upset with me. Did I say something that, right? We go into this. Oh yeah. I had, I had a conversation with, you know, a family member and she was just like, oh, my gosh, I don't like what this person said to me, and what am I supposed to do, and I don't think they're being supportive, and it really hurts my feelings, and I just, I took a step back, and I was just like, look, it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. That person just has their own emotional work to go through, and we had this whole conversation about it, mm-hmm. and she goes, wow, I never really thought of it like that, and you really helped me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sometimes we're just too close to it. Yeah, like sometimes we're just too close to it. Sometimes our ego is just too loud, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. But when you, I mean, I don't know. Like I am really learning. Like when you can really get to a place of understanding that the things that are happening to us are are things that we're creating or we're attracting. Then one, you can totally shift the things that are happening in your mm-hmm. life. But two, you can totally like allow others to be where they're at, the law of allowing, right? You can allow people to be negative Nancy or to be, you know, and just be like, that's cool, keep that negative over there. I'm going to focus somewhere else, you know? And I, you know, I have actually had people that have crossed their paths that, you know, have come, you know, we've come to find our super negative, right? And like Mm -hmm. an energy suck. And so you kind of have to make decisions about who you surround yourself with. Yeah, my um, I had a good friend that posted something on Facebook earlier this week. I talked about how she just felt that, you know, she has knows a lot of people that are just takers, 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 and then it's just and and she goes, she kind of like blames it on herself though. She goes, too bad I allowed that to happen in my life. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, I pondered that for a little bit, and we had a conversation about it, and she's just like, I feel that I give a lot in my friendships. And when I can't do it one time, that person just kind of, like, cuts me off and just won't, like, let it go. And now that we're having this conversation, I'm thinking to myself, well, I'm sure that pro- that person that gave you a lot of grief probably has, like, is, is going through their own mud but won't do it and is dragging you through their own oh, yeah. emotional mud. It's way easier for me to be upset with you than, to, be than up- to deal with my own shit. Yeah. Right? Like I can, you know, make whatever's going on in my life about anybody else because it's much easier to talk mm-hmm. about how upset I am with you than it is about how upset I am with myself. Yeah. Right? Um, and in some cases, 
like because people don't understand the law of attraction, they may not even understand that they're upset with themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, and so but but it is. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think um, it's really fascinating how we can kind of our focus can be so off. Like like the whole thing about focusing on the negativity of an experience and hanging on to that and continuing to manifest it in our lives rather than, like, moving on from it. Um, mm-hmm. I also feel like sometimes you have to process it to get it out of your system. Oh, right. Yeah. Like, that's my, that's me. Like, I don't want to not talk about it to myself. And because if I, if I do, then I feel like the next time that it happens, yeah. then I can not get to that place and I can be like, okay, let me stop. Let me check myself before I wreck myself and not get to that even more of a negative place. So it's, it's, for me, it's self-teaching. Yeah. One, sometimes you have to talk it out to be able to get to the place of understanding what's going on. Yeah. Like you have to be able to talk through it before you can realize, like, oh, wait, this isn't about me. This is about them. Right? Like our, yeah, that's our instinctive reaction is to be defensive or to feel hurt or whatever. But when you start to really think about it in process, then you start to understand and see what's really going on. Um, and not that, not that we never have any kind of responsibility, right? Like that's not to say that right. we never do something that we shouldn't do, right? Mm-hmm. But oftentimes our emotional guidance system will tell us that, right? Like we know when we've done something that doesn't feel right. Or yeah. where we feel guilty or we mm-hmm. feel responsible or those kinds of things. But what's important to recognize is when you feel guilty because you've done something that you, like, should feel guilty for mm-hmm. or when you feel guilty because someone's trying to make you feel guilty. Oh, yeah. Because you can allow people to make you feel guilty, too. Like, I don't know if you've ever – I've always heard this. Like, therapists often say this when you say – when people say, well, they make me feel like that, blah, blah, blah. And the thing is, no one can make you feel anyway. My mother taught me. Right? Yes. No yeah. one can make you She's feel. always said, Kristen, nobody can make you feel a certain way. You're making yourself feel that way. You're allowing yourself. You're allowing yourself right. to feel like that you way. You may be allowing yourself and I didn't, to feel that way. I didn't really understand any of that mm-hmm. until probably, you know, my mid-20s mm-hmm. and I'm going through a lot of things and, you know, life was starting to get a little difficult and I I know I created a lot of that ish. Yeah. Okay. I, I already yeah. know I did. But, yeah, um, my parents and I were talking about this on the way here about, you know, she's like, I really need to let a few things go. So-and-so was making me feel this way, you know, or, you know, like put me in a situation where I was feeling this way because of blah, blah, blah. She's mm-hmm. like, I just need to let a lot of that go. And I'm thinking to myself, you do because you're only doing harm to yourself. Mm-hmm. The other person's not worried about it yep. anymore. Yep. So you're going to need to, like, let that go. Well, and as long as she continues to feel negative, she's going to continue to draw more circumstances that will cause her to feel the way she's feeling. Yeah. Like whatever that negative feeling is that she needs to let go, if she doesn't let go of it, it's just going to continue to attract circumstances that are going to cause her to continue to feel that way. So she's right. She's yeah. Got- or like other people that would attract that situation yes. again. Yeah. It could be. It could be the exact same situation or it could just be other circumstances that feel that feel like that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like the plane example, right? Yeah. Like you could be totally pissed yeah. off about something different. And like maybe to go back to the plane example, maybe you're traveling and somebody something bad happened at home because somebody failed to, I don't know, maybe somebody broke in the house or got in the house because somebody didn't turn the alarm or something ridiculous, right? Yeah. But you're pissed off about that. 
And because you're an angry, frustrated, like, oh, I want to get, like, you're, you're manifesting, you're attracting other circumstances that are going to continue to make you feel that way. Mm-hmm. So it might not look like the exact same thing, but you're mm. going to attract those things that are on that vibration. Okay. It's, again, yeah. it kind of goes back to our energy vibration, this idea of, like, you're attracting whatever vibe you're putting out. Mm-hmm. And so it's important to always, like, try to raise your vibration and try to yep. vibrate, yep. you know. At when I had um, started my position and boss at the time was just, like, Kristen, the customers here, you match them, they go here, you, and then before you know it, Y'all have an argument for no reason. Like, you need to be the one to control the situation mm-hmm. and bring the customer back down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there's so much. I mean, shoot, that could probably be a conversation we have um, on the show. But, like, the idea of communication, there's so much to the idea of energy mm-hmm. with that, right? Like, when when a conversation is escalating and going in a negative feeling oh, yeah. place. Then it has that momentum. Yeah. And then you forget about what you that your intentions right. for, and then next like, thing you know, you're free paving yeah. for some bad news. <laughs> yeah. You want to stick, and then yeah. next thing you know, a week goes by, and, like, everything is just frustrating, yeah. and, like, you're just running into, like, obstacles all day, every day. Yeah, and when you, it kind of going back to that, again, it, that's kind of the law of attraction, though, too, mm-hmm. right? Because that person, you know, using your example of being on the phone and it escalating, right? So mm-hmm. someone's angry, and they go, right? And if you match it, like, it's that law of attraction that causes you to want to match it. But if yeah. you can remain calm, now you're throwing a, like, wrench in the thing, right? Because either you're going to have to get angry, they're going to keep coming at you more aggressively until you come up to their energy, or you're going to be, down. they're going to drop down to yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, shoot, we could probably even have a conversation about the law of attraction communication <laughs> <laughs> and how, yeah, how to... And actually, they talk about that in the segment intending. Mm-hmm. Abraham talks about a phone call as an example that they use. But that's part of it that's so funny because um, they say, if you receive a phone call and you answer it, you say, hello, who is this? Which is funny because nobody does that anymore because right. we have caller ID. But, yeah. <laughs> um, and they say, you know, and then they say, just one moment, please. And then you, like, you pull yourself away from the phone and think about the conversation, like who you're talking to, what do you want out of the conversation, how do you want the conversation to go, and, like, set your attention literally for the conversation. Now, when you're calling someone else, you've already done it, right, because you've set your intention about why you're calling them. Mm-hmm. But if the phone rings and, you know, now since we have caller ID, you probably don't have to take that moment once you're on the phone mm-hmm. with them because you can say, oh, I see so-and-so is calling. All right, here's my deal. This is how this is going to go, right? You set your intention. This is how I want it to be. I want it to be clear communication. I want to get, you know, say a lot of this or whatever it is. Set your intention, then answer the phone. That's the segment is when the phone rings, you answer the phone, you have a phone conversation, that, that is a segment. And if you set your intention, then you're tweaking what's happening. I see your wheels turning. I was, know. That was a good one for you. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Can you come be a trainer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, we would do millions. I do millions yeah. every day. Yeah, it's, it's really just more about, like, mindfulness, right? Is, like, being is. in the present moment. And under you use the language though. That language doesn't get used. The sale language gets used. Right. And I think it gets lost in translation because so many people are focused on this pitch mm-hmm. rather than starting it in the mind, but rather you have to say these specific things and these are you have to say them and if you don't say them like this, it's not gonna go that way. So well, and I, in the beginning, I was so caught up in I have to reiterate exactly what the managers tell me right. or it's not going to go the way that it's supposed to go. Right. 
Well, and I think, too, like we talked about last week when we kind of, after we were off the air, we talked about, and you were talking about, like, I wish you could, you know, talk about this at my work. Um, I think that oftentimes in the kind of business you're in, being sales, like, people are so focused on the sale. Oh, right? yeah. And the amount of sales that you want to do. Oh, yeah. Right? But they're not focused on it in a way of, um, in a positive way, they're focused on the scarcity. They're focused on the lack. Like, I got to get this sale. I got to get this sale. I got to get this sale. There's only like there's only so much business I can get, and I got to right. And when you're in that place, you're in a place of lack. Oh, yeah. So it doesn't matter what you say. It doesn't matter like how you, like if you're feeling this paranoia or this worry that you're not going to get the sale, then that's what you're attracting. You're attracting the negative circumstances. Mm-hmm. So. Um, so I think that that's the that's the that goes back to again like this being about mindfulness and about mm-hmm. like being in the present moment and really, um, you know, setting your intention on meeting your customer's need and you know like really because the rest of that will work itself out. Yeah. Right. The rest of it will work itself out. But if you can really set your intention, um, or even like, you know, if you if you want if it is about income, like maybe you set a monthly income goal. And, like, that's my intention. But you don't, every time you get on the phone, set your intention for, like, I want to get five grand out of this call or I want to get, you know what I mean? Like, you just, you set your intention, like, that's my intention for the month and this is, and then I'm going to go forward knowing that one way or another the universe is going to deliver that amount by the end of the month, period. And then just move forward doing that. It's like having a, a broader picture that that is focused on the faith that the universe is bringing that to you, right? The belief, right? You have to believe that the universe is bringing it to you and then take the action that well, I must have done a heck of a lot of free paving and deliberate creation because this was my best month yet. Well, you have though, <laughs> right? Like, so, and I do believe that. Like that, this whole month and doing some of my best days and having my best month ever, I never once fed an eye mm-hmm. as to what, like I never questioned it. Yeah. Never well, questioned it. And we've been having this conversation about the law of attraction for months now, mm-hmm. right? You you did some coaching with Nikki Tobias. You had played the prosperity game, mm-hmm. which is all about attracting money into your life. So you you have been prepaving, absolutely. Like all, and you you we've said this before. <laughs> Kristen is I'm a great um, theoretical person. I like you practice a lot of it, but Kristen is like the champion practicer. Well, I should have been, I probably could be practicing way more with the prosperity game. Yeah. Um, you know, month over month, day over day. But I think that's just one piece yeah, of the puzzle. Yeah, it's just one activity. And then it's thinking one it, feeling it, talking about it, mm-hmm. using specific words, believing in it. Believing when everybody it. else around believing you it. is not, mm-hmm. when everybody else, you know, it, it is. I mean, it, it's a challenge mm-hmm. to, to block it out and not participate mm-hmm. and you know what I mean? But at the same time, I, sometimes I feel like I want to have conversations just to engage, just to still be in the know. Yeah. But then I take that information and it's okay, well, how can I spin it to make it positive? For mm-hmm. myself? Yeah. And that's actually one of the questions that Jerry asked Abraham in this, mm-hmm. this too is about how, you know, because Abraham says at some point that we have the ability to be happy in all situations. Right. Wow. I know. And that's a really like, and so that's what he says. Like that's how, how, what do you say to someone, you know, who is in a situation where maybe they're surrounded by negativity mm-hmm. and how do you, how are we able to be happy in those situations? And they, they talk about, um, you know, the idea of like when you can focus on 
the positive and focus mm-hmm. on joy. Um, like always redirect your thought to that. Mm-hmm. Eventually you'll get to a point where you have the willpower and the discipline to only look for joy and to only see mm-hmm. the joyous things. So even in the presence of like the glass half full all the time. Well, I think yes. And more like recognizing like kind of like the idea of the silver lining. Yeah. Right. Okay, okay. So like when a, when a negative thing happens, being able to see whatever that positive thing is, you know, so maybe if it's like, you know, somebody might say, well, how am I supposed to see the positive in like the death of a loved one? Right. And that's a terrible, horrible situation. That I don't really want to think about it. But somebody might, who can see joy in a lot, in, in, in any yeah. situation, might say, all the love and the support from the family and friendly, friends that have come around them in this mm-hmm. time of loss. So right? I got one for you. Right. So my fiance's father passed away in November suddenly after having open heart surgery. Mm-hmm. And obviously he had a will. Mm-hmm. So, you know, some, a, a little bit was, was divvied out to his children. And so Linda has not been wanting to touch it. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's fine. I don't expect mm-hmm. you to. You do whatever you want to do with it. Mm-hmm. And we were about to go to the expo. Mm-hmm. And she said that I know that if my dad was alive, he would want me, he would pay for my wedding. Mm-hmm. So she Aww. has set that aside she, for her dress. Yes. Aww, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I, 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 I thought, wow, that was amazing. Mm-hmm. We figured out what we're going to do with it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, she got a little emotional. But it was sure. It was just it was almost comforting to see her figure out what mm-hmm. she was going to use. So, yeah, now I have always seen that as a silver lining. But I think mm-hmm. now she has finally seen, not that it's the best thing, mm-hmm. but she saw, like, hey, I have this little bit of money. And now she even said, I don't have to stress and worry about that about part that. of the wedding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then there you go. There, yeah. there, there is. There's always a silver lining. There's always, if something's not great, then it's a redirect. Mm-hmm. Here, here's another example. So a lot of my customers today are like, nope, I can't buy. It's the end of the month. Mm-hmm. I have to buy with my primary to get the rebate. But they still were set. Like, I had a couple customers that said, hey, look into these prices. Have the order on hold. We're going to work out it come Monday. Right, right. So it was like, okay, now I've already got these orders for you. Yep. Come Monday morning, and I'll call you, and we're going to add to it. Yeah. So Yeah. So, I mean, there's always in any kind of situation, even like um, even like an accident, right, when something happens. Yeah. Oftentimes, people who have no, like, like just somebody walking down the street, there's an accident, they jump in and help, right? Mm-hmm. Like, terrible that the accident happened, mm-hmm. but seeing the good in that this perfect mm-hmm. stranger jumps in to help, you know, like those kinds of things. And so um, it's a great question. Like, how does somebody who is, maybe surrounded by negativity, mm-hmm. focus on the positive. Like, how do you see joy? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not easy. Like, mm-hmm. but it's setting the intention. And they talk about, like, setting the intention for, if you send a daily intention of always seeing what you want. Like, I want to see the things I want. I want to see the things I desire. Okay. You'll begin to see those things in your life. So, um, that's interesting. I know. Right. So one of the other questions that they asked about, so with segment intending, the idea is, again, like literally every Mm -hmm. segment, like a segment could be a two minute phone call. Right. And then you're on to the next segment. It's like basically moving throughout your day, being mindful, being in the present moment, setting your attention for what you want. So one of the questions that Jerry asks is what about, you know, when you're setting, when you're setting your intention and then you have some kind of interruption, 
Like yes. you have a plan, right? Like this is what I'm doing. But I'll go all the time. Right, exactly. So one of the things that they say immediately is that, you know, because of the momentum, if you haven't been pre-paving, because of the momentum, you might continue to see that for a while. But just by taking the action of doing the exercise of segment intending, you will eliminate a lot of interruptions right off the bat because you're inciting your intention okay. that I'm going to be productive, I'm going to be efficient, I'm going to be, you know, whatever the thing is, you're setting the intention, like that's what we're doing right now, that's what's going to happen. But but you have to prepave all that, right? Like, so yeah. if we haven't been thinking about it, you're going to continue to see the interruptions for a little bit. Yeah. Um, the quicker and more effective you are with the segment intending, the quicker you eliminate your interruptions ultimately. Okay. But in the meantime, when you do have the interruptions, they say that you simply deal with the interruption as another segment. So, like, if something comes up and there's this interruption, um, you deal with the with the segment and intend that that interruption will be brief and it will be resolved smoothly, that I'm not going to lose my train of thought, I'll deal with this quickly and efficiently and move on. Deal with the interruption and you're on to the next thing. Okay. So, it's, again, this idea of, like, focusing, like, laser-sharp focus about what your intention okay, is. Okay, like, like maybe you're, you're driving stuff. somewhere and you've got to focus. I'm going to go shopping, I'm going to go to the grocery store, I'm going to this concert, and all of a sudden you make a turn, and, oh, the road's blocked off, there's construction, you just handle it with ease, and you just figure out a way to go yep. around it, and then just get past it. You don't dwell on the fact that you had to, you had a detour, because then you're going to get to the concert, and the concert's going to be closed due to, you know, I don't know, weather. Right, like you can spiral. Yeah, yeah. again. Yeah. Um, I can spiral in a positive way or a negative. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, so that, that I thought that was interesting too. Mm-hmm. There was something else I was going to say about segment attending. What was it? Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Um, I think also too we have to keep in mind that when interruptions happen, don't necessarily dwell on like the negative, and if they happen, look at them as redirect, like we spoke yes, about before. Because sometimes it can be, yeah, it can totally be something that's like shifting you in another mm-hmm. direction. Mm-hmm. Um, so. One of the things that we said we were going to talk about tonight, with the, so there's, there's this pre-paving and the segment intending, is this idea of, and this is one of the questions that Jerry asked Abraham too, is like, so sometimes, you know, if you're intending for something for a long time, like how long should you wait? Like how long do you have to wait to know if it's going to come, right? Or like, <laughs> or like what are some signs that, you know, what we're intending is coming to us, mm-hmm. right? That's a better question, right? Because there's probably yeah. there's not one answer about, well, it takes exactly this long to mm-hmm. manifest the thing. Um, so what are some signs? How do I know it's coming to us? You're, I think you're going to love this. This is great. Uh, and so Abraham says that as you set forth your clear intention okay. and you begin expecting it, like the deliberate creation process, right? Mm-hmm. You ask for it and you start looking for it. You will see many signs of it. They say you'll see others who have achieved it. Like if there's something that you're wanting or you want, you'll see others who have achieved it, which will stimulate your wanting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like you want it and then you're like, oh, that person's got it. I really want it now, right? So yeah. it increases, it stimulates the wanting. Um, you'll take more notice, notice of it in different directions. So you may see, you know, again, if the thing is like that you want a red sports car, you might have a coworker who comes in and is like, oh, I got a new red Camaro, right? And you're like, oh, I want that car, right? And then you might find, like, you start, this happened with Ethan. Ethan wants a Jeep. Like, he (laughs) wants a Jeep, has wanted a Jeep for a long, long time. And we we test drove a Jeep, you know, and ever since we test drove the Jeep, he wants the Jeep. This has been well over a year ago, before we moved to the house. Once this Jeep, has been looking for this Jeep, 
And I kid you not, we would be out in everywhere we everywhere we drove, we saw a jeep. Of course, there's a jeep there. Look, look, there's another. He's like, every okay. time I said I wanted a jeep, I keep seeing a jeep. I think yeah, jeep's that's everywhere. how it works, right? Exactly. So that's a sign mm-hmm. that whatever you're wanting is coming to yep. you. Yep. Now it doesn't yep. mean that it's going to be here tomorrow, but the more you focus on it, yeah. and and I don't know how much yeah. you Nikki Tobias, one of the yeah coaching company. Yeah. So so that's a sign. When you start mm-hmm. seeing the things that you're wanting and you're thinking about, that means the universe is working on it. Like it's on its way. Yep. It's bringing it yep. to you. Yeah. Um, well, the, uh, we had a venue picked out for months. We kept looking kind of elsewhere online, but then they showed up at the expo. Yeah. Like now we have an appointment with them. Right. Exactly. And again, mm-hmm. you kept kind of looking because you're planning a wedding, right? Yep. That's how those things work. Like you keep looking and looking. Yeah. Right? So um, the other, another sign that it's coming to you is that you find yourself feeling more excited about it often. Okay. So you're often yep. feeling exciting about it. You know, you, you're thinking about it and you're getting more excited and you're feeling good about um, what you want. And those are all signs that what you're wanting is on the way. So the, the problem is many of us, get in this place of, like, we want it, we want it right now, right? Like, this instant Inpatient. gratification. Instant gratification. Yes, yeah. we're, pa- we're impatient. Like, I've been wanting it. I've been wanting this job. I've been, you know, whatever oh, it yeah. is. Like, I've been wanting it for so long. You know, you tell me I just have to believe it and it'll come. But you're not really believing it if you're, like, where's it at? Because yeah. if you're, like, where's it at or why aren't they calling or why hasn't it come, then you're focused on the fact that you don't have it, not on the fact that you want it. And that is a very, very subtle difference that people often don't understand, but it's so important mm-hmm. because if you focus on where is it, why don't I have it, when am I going to get it, you're focusing on the fact that it's not there and the universe is, and then is just mirroring it right back to you. And it's, it's just, just going to keep giving you that. Yeah, because the law of attraction is bringing more of that feeling to you, and then you're continuing to attract more of that circumstance. So it really is just- it could either be that easy or it could be that hard. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think that that um, is a key piece. And it kind of it, it makes it easier, I think. It gives me more motivation to, like, practice it, right? Mm-hmm. Because then it's kind of like the, the manifestations you were talking about. Like, once you start manifesting, you start seeing it more. So another really interesting thing, because um, – that kind of gets at this whole idea of focusing on what you want as opposed to the lack of it, right? Mm-hmm. So one subtle of, difference, subtle difference, huge different results, yeah, right? Huge, yeah. Different. So one of the things that Jerry says is that why, because um, as I, Abraham talks about how people will want something and they'll want something and then they'll, they'll say, well, you know, but why isn't it? The reason they haven't gotten it is because they've been focusing on where is it and why hasn't it come, mm-hmm. right? And so he asks, is that why sometimes um, you hear of somebody who's been looking for a job for months and months and months, and they've been applying and 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 and nothing, nothing, not getting any calls, nothing. And then all of a sudden they get a job and then several other offers come in. That happens to Linda all the time. That's because (laughs) she was focusing on what she didn't have and the fact that they weren't calling and they, she didn't have it, and where is it coming from, and how come I don't have it? And then when that shift happens that she gets a job, she lets go of that scarcity because now I've got a job. Is that kind and of like so the same how you're feeling? It's when just your emotions from negative to positive. Is that, is that kind of like the same thing when you're not in a relationship and all you want is a relationship, and then as soon as you get one, like, all these people are attracted. Probably. All these people are like, hey, hey what's yeah. going on? Nobody's home, yeah. then everybody's home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The other example they gave um, is like um, – Sometimes when uh, a couple's trying to have a baby, 
Yeah, and they can't get pregnant, can't get pregnant, can't get pregnant, can't get pregnant. Then they adopt a baby, and then boom, they get pregnant. Right. right. It's because the wanting, the the focus was on what they didn't have. The focus was on, I don't. When is it going to happen? Why hasn't it happened? Why haven't we got pregnant? You know, worrying that something's wrong. Like that's where the energy is. And then they adopt a child, and they have what it is that they've been wanting. So they and so they let focus. go of the negative. Right. The scarcity's gone, and so now all of a sudden it frees up the energy for them to get pregnant. Wow. Same thing with the job. Like, is that, is that another reason why you think too? Like, like a lot of, you know, whether they're natural um, pregnancies or or not, why it sometimes takes a while for women to get pregnant because all they're doing is focusing on like that the they lack, don't have it. Yeah, that they don't have it. I mean, it could of, be. I mean, I I know I don't know anything about this. Is totally not my territory. Well, yeah. <laughs> But I just I, just I know have that a friend that's been working on that for a long, yeah. long time. Well, and oftentimes so. I've heard doctors say, you know, I, I've heard people who are having a hard time getting pregnant. You know, the doctors will say, you know, stop thinking so hard about yeah. it, or you know, don't stress about it. Like when you mm-hmm. stress about it, you're causing the stress will cause you to not get pregnant. Yeah. And the stress is often from this place of like sadness or fear, like, are we not going to be able to get pregnant? I'm getting, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm getting older and I want to be pregnant before I turn X mm-hmm. eight, you know what I mean? And so that fear, that negative feeling, whatever it is, whether it's fear, whether it's, um, you know, worry, whether it's whatever it is, if it's a negative feeling or a negative thought, you're focusing on the wrong thing. You've got to focus on the thing that you want, the thing that brings you joy, the thing that lights you up. Think about having that baby. Think about holding the baby. You know, sit in the rocking chair and close like your eyes and imagine. Your life. Like literally, like how will you baby. feel with this baby in your life? And never give another thought to what if it doesn't happen. Like, I know that must be hard because it's not my, I've just, yeah, not, I've just have never had the desire. But it's not any different than manifesting anything else in your life. Mm-hmm. So if it's a child, and especially I would think that that's such a, for many women, it's such an innate want, but yeah. it's such an innate desire. So it might be even easier to, to, to think about and to visualize. And for mm-hmm. that matter, like if you have nieces or nephews, right, you can hold them and you can, you know, cuddle them and you can think about what it would be like if you had your own baby, you know, mm-hmm. like th- that kind of really thinking in that direction, feeling it, imagining it and having faith that it's going to happen. Don't question how it's going to happen. Don't question when, when it's going to happen. Don't question if it's going to happen. Just knowing, oh, this feels too good to not happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it is going to happen. And so um, so that was fascinating to me, too. Like, the, how, we, how we think we're, like, attracting things to ourselves, but we're really blocking ourselves because we're worried, on, we're worried about the fact that we don't have it instead of the fact that it's coming to us. And, I, and in some ways, I feel like I have been doing a little bit of that, mm-hmm. like, recently, because for the longest time, I was in this place of fear about my business or um, like kind and of the lack feeling, of, yeah, the lack of business and, and feeling like, you know, I don't know if I can do this. Can I really produce, you know, an income doing speaking and those kinds of things. And then getting to a place of this shift, like for me, it was a conversation, like I had to be in a dire situation where I had a conversation, what I call a conversation with yeah. God. Mm-hmm. Um, and like that pushed me out of this, place of fear that I've been in for mm-hmm. literally three and a half years mm-hmm. and it got so intense that I just let it completely take over and mm-hmm. completely block me from doing the thing until I had a conversation with God where I literally felt this message like mm-hmm. from God or my spirit guides or whatever that just said you know I, I what I in my mind I was starting to make a list of the action I was going to take to move my business forward mm-hmm. Literally, so that, 
deliberate. It, 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 it was, it was, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it wasn't really deliberate creation because I hadn't created anything yet, but it was in my mind. I was like, okay, these are the actions I'm going to take. So I'm going to do intending that. Yeah, it, yeah, I'm going to do this, this, this. When I get to the coffee shop in two minutes, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. And as I was literally having going through that list in my mind of the things I was going to do to change my current situation, mm-hmm. I received this feeling that. I interpreted in my mind, like I felt like, again, it's not, it wasn't an audible thing. I didn't hear like the voice <laughs> of God or anything like that. Not that people don't do that, but I do right. not have that gift that I know of. Um, but it was literally, but every time I talk about this, I, it was like, I felt it on my right side. It was specific. Like I, as I was thinking about it, like okay. it, it was here. And as I was making the list of the things I was going to do to take action, to move myself out of the situation into a better place, it was as if, the universe said to me, that's right, Jennifer. Just keep putting one foot in front of just the other. Just keep doing that. You you're, you're on the right Just keep doing process. it. You don't know what tomorrow looks like. You don't know what the end of the month looks like. Anything can happen. Just keep doing the thing. And I, it was one of those things that came to me. For me, I feel like when the divine communicates with me, some people have different signals, right? Like I think Nikki talks about she, she gets goosebumps. Mm-hmm. When she feels the thing, right? For me, it's the emotion. Like tears come, yeah, and inexplicable tears. Mm-hmm. My eyes well up, you know, or I literally will cry. And it, that came. So mm-hmm. the tears came with that message, and I knew it was God. I knew it was the universe. I knew it was my creator, mm-hmm. spirit, whatever. But it was a divine message. Yeah, you can say. Absolutely. It was a divine message of you just keep putting one foot in front of the next, and everything is going to be just fine. Mm-hmm. And by the time I got to the coffee house, about three or four minutes later, the feeling of panic and anxiety that I'd been having was completely washed away from my entire body. It was like I had this calmness come over my entire body. And I knew in that moment, everything is going to be fine. And literally that was about a month ago. And since that time, since that moment, I have not been in a place of panic at no. all or in a place yeah. of scarcity about finances. Mm-hmm. Like in, in my financial situation didn't really change, no. <laughs> but it is changing. Like yeah. it didn't immediately change, but it did. It is changing, yeah. and things are coming to me, and I have yeah. opportunities that are coming to me. And you know, something that I would talk about is that I always have everything I need. Yeah. And the thing is, we all have every. We all always have everything we need if we really believe it, mm-hmm. because we have that power within us to create anything we want, anything we need. Mm-hmm. And so when I felt that calmness come over me. Like I said, I have felt, and, and you know, because you saw mm-hmm. me on that Friday night, I was in a place of, like, yeah, I had never seen you like that before, yeah. honestly. Um, and so, you know, for me, it was it was purely like a divine experience. It was me taking, you know, some, in my mind, like thinking about how am I going to fix this? How am I going to change it? And when I did, the universe said to me, you're right, you're going to be fine. It's going to be okay. You just keep taking the action. We'll take care of it. Yeah, I mean, it's you been, gotta have. You just. Gotta, I mean, you just gotta have faith about yeah. anything and everything. You know, it's interesting because you know when when a loved one isn't doing really well, mm-hmm. then everybody is very quick to have faith that everything is going to be okay. So why don't you just take that like another step further and do that for your own life? Well, and here's the thing about that that's interesting is. I think some of us, sometimes we have to check in about what we really feel 
mm-hmm. and what we're convincing ourselves of. Yeah, I agree. Because I have been in situations where I've been worried about people or worried about it, right? And my dad, my mm-hmm. dad's a great example, right? He was 38 when he was um, mm-hmm. diagnosed with cancer. And I thought to myself, people live forever with cancer. He's 38. He's going to yeah. be fine, right? Like, he's going to be fine. Mm-hmm. He's going to be fine. I don't know that I, I, I had no idea about any of this, right? So mm-hmm. I was not as tuned in to how I'm feeling. Yeah. But I, in, in retrospect, thinking about it, I remember when he told me, I immediately started to tear up, like immediately, like mm-hmm. it was this fear. And he saw that in me, and he immediately said, you know, let's not worry about it until we know there's something to worry about. Because all we knew at that point was he had oh, yeah. cancer, but we didn't know what the, you know. Yeah. And immediately when he said that, I shut it out because I thought, if you're going to be that strong, I can't let you see my emotion, right? Like, I am going to, if you're going to be brave, I'm not, I'm going to be brave. And mm-hmm. I'm never going to let him see me cry. And I never let him see me cry about oh, it. Oh, wow. But I thought, but I think in my mind, I, I always, I kept telling myself, he's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. He's going to be fine. But it. I didn't believe it. Yeah. Right. I didn't feel that. So when you use that example of like having faith that everything's going to be fine, sometimes, sometimes people really do have the faith mm-hmm. and they really do feel it and they do believe it. But other times, I think a lot of us, because we're not as connected spiritually as we could be, I think sometimes it's just the words, right? It's just, I'm just going to say it's going to be okay. Everything's going to be okay. They're going to be fine, right? So that's what I'm beginning to learn is, like, the difference between saying the thing mm-hmm. and really feeling and living mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. And sometimes but the other thing I'm learning is that sometimes we have to get to a place that feels really scary right like we have to hit that bottom yeah in order because it's in those places where we feel the most scared or the most alone or the most sad or the most depressed where literally you feel like you have no one mm-hmm. like no one can fix it right yourself Yes. Or in a lot of times in those situations, you don't feel like you can do it. Yeah. Right. I've had two situations in my life where I have felt so scared mm-hmm. and alone mm-hmm. that I wasn't the first time that it happened. I wasn't a very spiritual person. Yeah. But I was in such a place of fear was when I was getting ready to move to Athens. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea. I had nowhere to live. I was scared to death. Like, what if I can't do this job, right? I don't even know if I could do this job, right? <laughs> My dream job, and they think I can do it, but what if I can't do it, right? I was, I was, it was the morning I was moving, and I literally, I felt so scared. I called, you know, my ex-girlfriend at the time who had already moved to Georgia, a different part of Georgia, but I was, and I, you know, was trying to, like, get some help calming down, you know? That didn't help me. She was kind of like, you'll be fine. I was scared before I went to. Once you get there, you'll be fine. I hung up, still felt terrified, and literally out of my fear, I literally got on the floor, like with my head to the floor mm-hmm. and prayed for calmness. Like, please, God, bring calmness to my heart. Not believing necessarily that that would do me any good, but I just felt like I don't know what else to do. Like, mm-hmm. I literally thought I don't know what else to do. I'm so scared. I don't know how this is going to work out. I don't know how, what have I done? Please just calm me down. And within, I don't know how long I was there, but it felt like, you know, two, two, three minutes. Mm-hmm. And it was one of those things where I literally didn't realize what I'd done because all of a sudden I realized like, I, I still call her, <laughs> you like, know, like, yeah, I asked it. for it. Except, instead and of it, like harboring those negative feelings, you just like released it and, like, yeah. oh, and gave and it like that call. Yeah. That let go, let go. Like right? in the car. Yeah. I'm and going it, to the coffee shop. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't, it was not a, um, 
it was not like a, all right, I feel awesome. Right. But it was like, it calmed me to the point where I could, I literally was like, okay. Like you could put one part in front of the other. Yes. Like, let's get up and do this. I got to pack my shit, you know? Um, And so, you know, I say all that to say that none of us want to be in that spot. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I hated how I felt in that moment. I hated how I felt a month ago when I was freaking out about our situation. Like, it was horrible. It was mm-hmm. the worst feeling. There would be times when my, my, I'd think about it, my heart would raise, and I'd just think about something else. Like, I, mm-hmm. it was literally, it's a terrible way to feel. And I feel like sometimes that is the divine calling us, mm-hmm. right? Because I was in a situation where I literally felt like somebody needs to help me because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to make it better. And so it's sometimes through those terrible, horrible like rock bottom kind of situations that we connect with the higher spirit and that we connect with our own spirituality and we start to understand our own power. Because like you said, it's not, you know, when you said nobody can fix it, but you, you're right through the grace of the of, yeah. of divine energy, mm-hmm. right? Whether that's again, God, creator, spirit, however you, however you talk about it, you know, it's through that. And so if you're not, if we're not connected with the divine energy, then how can we, do any of this work. Right, right. When you're in that rock bottom space where you feel so alone and so scared and like you can't figure it out, if like, unfortunately, like I feel like, again, like I feel like the divine, that's the divine calling you mm-hmm. to that connection to help you to see you can do it. You can do anything. You can. You can do or have mm-hmm. or be anything. And I, sometimes yeah, that's how we learn it. Use the right language. I think also what has helped me like get so excited about the venue, even though when we first looked into it, we were shocked at the price, is that at the end of the day, it's worth putting the money into because it's really our dream wedding mm-hmm. venue, mm-hmm. our dream reception. Mm-hmm. So if nothing right, why should I like why not? What why not? What you can't take the money with no. you. Right? No. It's no. one of the biggest days of your life. Yeah. So you why not just make it everything that we dreamed of? Yes. And then some. Absolutely. There's nothing wrong with that. Absolutely. Let's make it happen. It's not, it's not for everybody, and everybody gets to choose what, you know, their mm-hmm. thing is. And, but, but, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we had that kind of that feeling, too, when we, I mean, we had a pretty extravagant venue. Yeah. I mean, it was a castle at one point, right? Mm-hmm. But it was, it was the same thing. Like, this is literally going to be the biggest day of our lives. We knew we weren't having any kids. So, like, they weren't going to be getting married. Like, there were, like, this will literally be, like, probably the most memorable day of our life. So mm-hmm. why not have it the way we want? But there were some folks who had opinions about that, you know. Oh, yeah, like, we have already discussed yeah. all of that, like, right? say what it is to our yeah. friends yeah. until we book it because yeah. they might have – And they told her. And here's the thing. If they have an opinion, that's not yep. their day. It's that's not right. their money. So that's it's right. Not what they dream of. <laughs> So why does it matter? Absolutely. That law of allowing. Allow them yeah. to be in a place. And because uh, everybody will have a reason why they're wherever they are right about it, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so that's okay. That's yeah, totally saying, okay. Like, I just wish we had the money, like, tomorrow to just book it. And I just keep telling her, we will have it. Just just keep telling yourself that. We, we will have and it. And if you buy a Powerball ticket, you might have the money to out <laughs> it. <laughs> I am walking from the office doors to my car last night, and I see a scratch off laying on the ground. 
Oh, that hasn't been scratched off yet? No, or, it was. Oh, it is. But uh-huh. I thought maybe it was a winning ticket. I had just dropped because it was only like two bucks. So, of course, uh-huh. I looked at it and studied it because I'm like, uh-huh. when does a lottery ticket scratch Wait, off? And Come it, into my path. Well, when it's not a winner. I like she used to play the lottery. I should play the lottery. I didn't even think about that until you said something. Well, and that's kind of funny. So there's the synchronicity, right? Of like you saw the lottery ticket and then I mentioned a lottery ticket. Yeah. So it's kind of like sometimes. So should I play a scratch? I feel like you could buy one for tomorrow. Tomorrow's the Powerball. Oh, it is? It's only like $2 for a ticket or something. I don't think I've ever even played the Powerball. My dad played the Powerball and Linda's dad passed away. Play, play well, and I told them. you that I in February when I did the, the yeah. break, I I won a hundred dollars on a Powerball right. ticket. That's right. And I and a ticket you bought on your birthday. Yes. Or okay. no, I didn't buy it on my birthday. The drawing. Okay. The drawing was on my. The birthday. drawing was on your birthday. Yeah, it was like the universe being like, ah, here you go, happy birthday. Nice. Yeah. I didn't know how to play the Powerball. So I don't even know what to do. It's, I was the same way. Ethan had it. You can literally go in. You don't have to choose your numbers. Like you can literally go in and say, here's two dollars. Can I get a easy pick Powerball? Ticket. It has to be cash, but yeah. that's it. It's easy. That's it. Tell me you want a Powerball ticket. Give me your two bucks. Done. That's it. Awesome, huh? Yeah. Would you rather unless you, you want to choose, choose your number? What would you do? I just feel like I just let the universe guide me. So the universe will give me the numbers. and Yeah. It's up to you. Some so people when really it comes down to it, when, when it comes down to it, you got to, like, you literally got to walk in there, do the $2.00 have to say pick the numbers and mm-hmm. really have that gut feeling that you're just going to win? I mean, it doesn't hurt. I mean, you, know, you can't, you can't like, oh, oh, if I win a lot. Yeah, you, it doesn't really help you to go in and be like, oh, right, like I'll ever win the Powerball. Can I get a Powerball ticket? Right. <laughs> right, like that's really not going to work. Right. But, you know, the prosperity game helps you because you think about how it – literally, when, when the Powerball was like almost $200,000, I'm not joking you, I had a, I had a – a spreadsheet, and we started. <laughs> yeah. We started how we'd spend 198 million dollars. I figured out what the taxes would be because we pay that shit wow. off right at the beginning. Wow. I figured. Out, no kidding. I, I and how much is it now? Do you know? Um, the Powerball was just hit a little bit ago, so I think it's like only like 70 million. But the still, I know. I know. I was like, shit. I'd be yeah. happy with a cool million. Right? Like, give me a million dollar dollars, and I'm happy. Um, but I think the Mega Millions is is like one. 70 or something or no. Oh. Yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, it obviously helps to go in with a feeling of like, yeah, I'm going to win, you know, I'm going to win. Or, you know, this is how I'd spend my money. Imagine if I won the, imagine if I won the Powerball. What would our wedding look like then? Right? Yeah. So, yeah. I think like everybody. <laughs> now, the, the, the flip side of that is that the odds aren't great. But one of the things Abraham Hicks talks about with, because um, Jerry talks about, you know, what do you, what do you, how do you talk about like competitions, right? Like where there's a contest and only one person can win. And they say that, you know, part of the thing with contests is that we live in a world that we think is against scarce. Like there's mm-hmm. lots of different ways. Like they don't recommend competitions because there's only one winner. But they said if there's anything good about contests is that it, 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 it increases your wanting. Because they say, without fail, the person who will always win the contest or the competition will be the person who wants it and believes it the most, Mm -hmm. who wants it bad enough, wants it the most, and believes that they will the most. Mm -hmm. That's the person that will win the contest. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, I would imagine it would be the same concept for the lottery. Like, the person who is wanting and really believes the most that they'll win it is the person who wins it, I guess. With a little bit of free saving along the way. Yes. 
a whole lot of prepaving. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And maybe segment intending. So when you go to buy the ticket, I'm about to go in and buy the winning lottery ticket. you <laughs> go, what did you buy the ticket? I like this. Yes. I'm about to just start full force, just segment intending, prepaving, with the, yeah. with the deliberate creation, mm-hmm. the law of attraction, some law of allowing in there as well, because when people start being like, ooh, what you doing? I'm just going to be like, I'm doing it, and? Yep. I do me, you do you. Keep it moving. Yeah. I yep. mean, you really, yeah. really got to do that. It's mm-hmm. that, was, that was a tough one for me, mm-hmm. but, um, you know. I think another thing, too, is, like, when people come at you, you have to really understand and know that that has a lot to do with them, yep. not you. Yep, it's all them. It's all them. Don't worry about it. Let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. So what are we going to send our lottery winnings on? That's cool, though. That's, that's, some interesting, that's some interesting stuff. That's mm-hmm. very, very powerful stuff. Yeah, so I'm bummed we don't have anybody like calling in to uh, to share stories or ask questions. Well, you know, the number to call in is nine two nine four seven seven three seven eight four. You're more than welcome to um, call in just to say hey, um, tell us what you have manifested in your life. You know, manifest the act. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's Jennifer's new thing over here. Manifest the act. Manifest the act. Yeah. Um, you know what. What are you looking to maybe mm-hmm. manifest into your world? Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's, you know, the job, the the health, the wealth, um, you know, the next, the love of your life. Mm-hmm. If you're planning a wedding like I am, which what do you think <laughs> your wedding is going to look like? Um, I don't know, maybe you want a pet in your life. Yeah. Um, you know, your dream house. I think a lot about that, too, mm-hmm. meditating, my, my dream house. And yep. What I want it to look at, what I want it to look like, where I want it to be. Do mm-hmm. I want it to be on a lake? We can talk about having a house on the oh, I would love to live on the water. <laughs> Preferably the ocean, but I'd yeah. take a lake and a yeah. bench. Yeah. A boat? <laughs> Maybe trying to get a boat or yeah. something? Uh, you know, any. Shoot, I would even, we live real close to the Detroit River, and I would even love to live like that because that river is big mm-hmm. enough. It looks like a lake, like <laughs> a large lake. So, yeah, I'd be even happy to live like a couple blocks that way. You're pretty darn close, though. We are. It's a walk. But I, I really would love to be – I was just, in fact, that's so funny because, again, prepaving, I guess. But I was thinking on my drive home today about – because there's so many older, like, bigger houses mm-hmm. right there that look out right out on the water. And I, I remember as I was driving home thinking, God, if I lived in that house, like, I would sit and just stare at the water. Like, I would mm-hmm. get up. I would watch the sun go down. Like, I started, like, thinking about mm-hmm. – that's that prepaving. Pre-paving. And I wasn't even intentionally prepaving, but I was just like dreaming Dream. about it. Yeah. The sky's the limit. It's endless when mm-hmm. you really start to think about just the dream, the dream life. That's why I tell people all the time, you know, about, about the show. Like uh, we're talking about how you can manifest your dreams into your reality. Mm-hmm. And especially when you can let go of the negative part of it. Like yeah, when you can that's go, a big piece. When you can go, you know, oh, man, if I could sit, if I had a house like that, I'd sit on the porch and watch blah, 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 and not follow that right up with, well, that'll never happen, or I don't have enough money, you know. Um, if you could, a really good way that might help, I don't know, I feel like it's easier to let go of the negative part, is um, kind of phrasing it or framing it in the question like gosh wouldn't it be great to live right there and be able to sit and watch the water because then there's no invitation of the negative right there's no invitation of yeah, yeah but then you got a blah 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 right 
like if you just think about, and that's part of the letting it go too, asking and believing and receiving is like letting it go and, and trusting that it'll come Well, here's to you. one. Here's a quick story for you. It says that Addison's behind me, um, spent like two or three weeks, finally sold his house. The whole time that he was in the process of selling his house, he kept saying to everybody, all of his customers, everybody around us, I just want a place to live in where I don't have to worry about the lawn. It's a little bit smaller. I don't need a bunch of space, blah, blah, blah. He literally set intentions of, I'm going to look at this, this space. He did. It was way more money than he thought it was going to be, but nothing else compared. But it was exactly what he was looking for. So now he has to pay more money for it, mm-hmm. but, like, it's got a built-in gym and an indoor-outdoor pool and a sauna and a close to home. Indoor-outdoor pool. Is it an apartment yeah. place or, like, it's, a condo? Or? Yeah. It's I was kind of like, a house with an indoor-outdoor <laughs> Yeah, it's not a house, but okay. he found it was supposed to be a condo. Come to find out they're more of apartments, but it's mm-hmm. got high walls and ceilings mm-hmm. that's close to his um, mother, his child's mother, yeah. and close to home, and it's so he more forgot, money. He forgot the detail of, yeah, I don't want to spend, I'd like to spend no more yes, money. Yes, he did. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a thousand dollars more than what he was paying before. But the the look of it is exactly, exactly what, he, what, he talked about. what he talked about for weeks, if not a month. That's awesome. Well, and one oh, of the right. things that's really helpful when you're trying to manifest something specific like that is, um, you know, I don't know if we've talked about vision boards, but that could yeah, be another. That could be another thing too. Um, but vision boards are this idea of like finding things that you really want and putting them all on one board. So I have one. We have a room in our house. It's like a Zen room. We call it where we go and do meditation and read and that kind of stuff. And so I have like a little meditation altar and I have my my yep. vision board up. But another great tool for that is Pinterest though yeah. right like when you're online and you see things you like and you're like oh, I want to save that like Pinterest is a great tool oh for girl creating boards I know you're doing a wedding so you know my vision Pinterest, board but I made a vision board in April of last year I wrote my wedding date on it and that is my wedding date yeah yeah yes. oh, <laughs> yeah so I have been pre-painting this for a long That'd be time an interesting way that maybe I'll start trying to use print that print print Pinterest um to start pinning some things that I want to manifest too yeah, that's a good idea. Out, like making a board that is specifically vision board and only pinning things that are one of my vision board. Mm-hmm. Although Pinterest is kind of like, a, a, like an electronic. Yeah, an electronic vision board if you think about it. Because mm-hmm. all you do is pin things that you like or that you're interested oh, in yeah. or that you think are cool. So those are all the things. You know, you're kind of prepaving those things. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. kind of fun. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was really cool that I had put two different wedding dates on there and one of the dates is literally our wedding date. That's awesome. So I, that was a big thing for me. Well, that is awesome. Well, well yeah. yeah, it's that time. We are uh, at the end of the show. That went bye-bye mm-hmm. than, than usual, I think. Um, so I want to thank everybody for listening in tonight, everybody who listens to the podcast after. Um, we hope you enjoy the conversation. And if you want to leave us some comments, give us some feedback we'd love for you to go to our facebook page which is um just call me crazy um to give us some ideas for upcoming shows give us feedback on this show questions that kind of thing would be great um if you're interested in checking out my website it's jennifermiraclebeth.com um if you're listening to us on blog talk radio be sure to follow us so that you can get the announcements about our upcoming shows and with that Follow all I got. Follow How about me you? on Facebook. Follow me on Instagram um, at the C Spot. Mm-hmm. Um, you can like our C Spot page from before. You can like our Call Me Crazy page on Facebook. And uh, tune in live every Friday night, 8 30, 10 30. 
And if you miss us live, you can always tune into the podcast on Blog Talk Radio and or on iTunes. All right. Well, Mama told me, girl, 